Okay, this is Patrick Bedevi, host of uh, the uh, uh, podcast, and my guest today, my co-host today, Josh Fierstein, and and uh, apparently Adam Sostink is taking a bathroom break for the entire episode. The entire today. episode, and, and, but, but we have a friend with us, Ray Crockett, two-time Super Bowl champion, forty interceptions, and uh, Ray you used to have your own show on uh, was it Fox or ESPN before? Fox. You had a show Fox. On, on Fox before, yes. Yeah, yeah, so Fox we're, Crockett's Corner. I had a uh, radio TV. Denver Broncos affiliate, yes. But but you were doing some stuff with you and John Stanley before, right? Yeah. You and John yeah, had a show together. Yeah, we did the Best together. Damn Sports Show. Best Damn Sports Show. If you've yeah. heard of the Best Damn Sports, oh, this was this huge. Was 05, 07, 07, Like you guys well, were the no, first ones was, to come yeah, out. Yeah, we were. We were. Well, Michael Irvin was one of the first ones to host. I actually took Michael Irvin's place when he went to uh, ESPN and started uh, broadcasting. So, Very yeah. cool. Well, it's good. So uh, apparently, we're going to talk a lot about sports today. We're going to talk business. We're going to talk BLM. We're going to talk about little side note. His perspective. It wasn't the first time he shut down Michael Irvin. You know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So let's get right into it. Uh, by the way, shout out to Adam. Adam, we miss you. We miss you wherever you are. I know your community. Believe it or not, no one in this uh, podcast has more of a definite, uh, 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 what's the name I'm looking for? Infamy. A, 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 a unique name than he does. Oh, Is that uh. fair to say? None of us have a you know name like he does by the audience, but uh, let's get right into it. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We got the Lebanon explosion to talk about, tragic event that took place there that cost many people's lives and many are missing and thousands hospitalized, which we'll get into that. Disney took a big hit. Revenues fell 85% due mm. to the, you know, the parks being closed. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about New York Times uh, estimates as their digital revenue exceeds print revenue for the first time ever in the history of New York Times. This tells you kind of direction. Uh, things are going right now. We'll talk about New York, uh, New York City with uh, Cuomo begging rich people to not leave. Please stay. But I'll tax you, but please stay. But we'll quarantine people for two weeks. But I'm begging you, just stay. We'll talk about that a little bit. A little bit of big tech. A little bit of dollar crashing. I think uh, Josh has got some uh, nice words to say about uh, Joe Biden, which we'll get into that. And then Trump's recent interview with HBO Axiom is what we'll talk about as well. Well, let's first get right into Lebanon. I think that's an yep. issue that's pressing and everybody's talking about. A few facts I'll give you, then I'll get into it because you had some strong opinions to say about this. So a couple of things that I have as of right now. 2,750 metric tons of ammonium nitrate that had been stored there for six years. Okay, And the president was asking, why is it that it's been there for six years with no accountability? Then after that, while this took place, the explosion, there's many different videos. I'll show one of them here in a minute of what took place. Nearly $3 billion of damages as of what they know right now. It's cost three, 300,000 people to be homeless right now. All of this is taking place at a time where the hospitals already didn't have enough room for COVID patients that were going in on top of the explosion. All of this is going on at a time where the president had shut down the power in Lebanon to only two hours a day. They didn't have any power, so think about how bad the situation is. Two hours a day, unemployment in Lebanon right now is 25%, 25%, and their currency since September has dropped 90%. So it's not the fact that they just had this explosion. It's not as, you know, as bad as it is right now what took place. On top of that, they had all these other things going on. But I think the most important question to ask that a lot of people are wondering right now is, you know, Trump gave a speech yesterday, and he called it an attack. He didn't yep. say it was, right. you know, something that happened accidental, irresponsibility, any of that stuff. What are your thoughts, Joshua, what happened in Lebanon? Okay, let me first of all start by saying this. No matter what political conjecture I may give here, we do not, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, does it 
represent any sort of feeling of well it's you know it's okay that people got hurt because pe- i mean real real people died right. okay real people have gotten hurt i think that it's important though that we look at the geopolitical and everything that's going on there not just today but even going back a couple of years now you have to remember is that lebanon borders israel okay in just the last week hezbollah which for those that um, maybe don't understand a lot of the stuff going on in the uh, middle east hezbollah is the uh, next to ISIS, Hezbollah and ISIS are the two big state sponsors of terror, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, a lot of money coming in from Iran and, and a bunch of other uh, countries that sponsor this sort of, t- of terror. So Hezbollah is very active in Lebanon. And even in the last week, Lebanon allowed a bunch of Hezbollah fighters to go across the Israeli border. And, of course, they were met with some resistance and they chased them back. And Netanyahu even came out and said, Lebanon, you better be careful. You better get Hezbollah uh, under control. Stop sending them across our border. Now, if you go back to, I believe, 2018, you'll actually see a speech that uh, Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, gives to the United Nations. And he puts up a graph, and in the graph are circled three different spots that he says they are building weapons in these areas of of Lebanon, particularly the port there in Beirut. And Hezbollah was coming out saying, we are going to destroy Israel. We have, he says this, an ammonium nitrate bomb that we are going to take out their port. Period. He said it's going to be a big, beautiful explosion. So all this of this two years ago. Yes, yes. Okay. So this is and all, this has been there for six years, by the way. Right. Just so you know that. Yeah. yeah. So this has all been leading up. Now it's a whole other interesting story about how the ammonium nitrate got there from Russia, et cetera, et cetera. But fast forward to now, present day, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you have this. What was it? Two million pounds of ammonium nitrate, or is it five uh, uh, million pounds of ammonium uh, nitrate? What the heck do you need five million pounds of this for? Okay, so he's saying they're building weapons here. Now, boom, there's an explosion, and I think that you're going to show a video that's maybe tells a little bit of a different tale than what's being, um, you know, shown in the media. But now there's an explosion. Now, do I think? that it was Mossad, personally I do, and I'm the most pro-Israel person that there is, mm-hmm. okay? Do I think it was Mossad? I think it was Mossad. Now, do you think that that Lebanon is going to admit that? No, they come out and say, no, this looks like an accident or, or something. Why? Because they don't want to admit that they were making weapons there. Is Israel going to admit? No, because people unfortunately are killed, and the casualties of war, unfortunately, we see in Hiroshima, Nagasaki, like the casualties of war are usually the innocent civilians. They're usually innocent people. Right. But to me, this is Israel saying, no, the UN has let your weapons program go far too long, and they see an opportunity with COVID, the shutdown and stuff. Right. And distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, there's, there's so other, there's so many other distractions. So while you're being distracted, we attack. Yep. Silently. That's look, and our hearts still go out to all of the people who lost their lives yeah. and the people that 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 were uh, injured. <clears throat> but I also think that we need to look at Lebanon and say there are penalties for harboring terrorist regimes. And unfortunately, a lot of these terrorists are such cowards that they go and they hide their weapons deposits in schools and churches and synagogues and stuff because those are the safe harbors and they know it's bad publicity for Israel to ever attack any of those ports. But last thing I'll say, 
is CIA operative, former CIA, CIA uh, operative Robert Baer, uh, who is was assigned to the Middle East, the Middle East mm -hmm. expert. Mm -hmm. He looked at the explosion and he said, from all of my years in intelligence, I will tell you right there, that plume of smoke, that big red plume of smoke and that sort of explosion, that is not simply ammonium nitrate. That's weapons munitions that are being exploded. And that's that's the CIA operative yeah. that operated in the uh, Middle East. And, so. th and that's what they do professionally with, with this. Kai, can you get that video up? If you can get that video up. Meanwhile, uh, Ray, what do you think about this? What do you think about this whole situation here? I, I mean, it's tough because, I, like Josh said, it, innocent people got hurt. And that's the thing about it is, is that when you hear of explosions like this, the one that happened in Oklahoma City bomb and the one that happened in Texas, you hear all these different explosions. What gets lost in it is that innocent lives were happening because you start to hear all the different reasons. You know, are they trying to find the weapons? Or are they trying to kill? You know, stop the the regimes from fighting it? But the innocent people are the ones that suffer. So that's that's the difficult part. But I mean, I'm I'm listening to Josh, and I and I like to know when when you say something like this happens and and they don't want to admit it. There's two different sides there. One side, you said they don't want to admit it because they don't want to say that they're storing weapons. Then the other side won't admit it because they don't want to admit that they're in actually at, at war with each other. Why is that? I mean, well, okay, so so it's the same reason that when these guys get hacked, all right, uh, these large corporations, in fact, uh, Pat just did a video on the number of corporations that are hacked every single year. All of these, these hackers steal all this data. They have access to all of this very sensitive data. And, but the companies do not report the hack. They end up paying the hacker off to let, give, give the data back, destroy it on, on their end and disappear. The hacker's not going to admit to it because they don't want to go to jail. Right. And the company's not going to admit it to it because they don't want the publicity and the stock price of their company absolutely going. An embarrassment, it's yeah, embarrassing. It's a, hey, you were strong yeah. enough to hack. Yeah, look, look, look at what happened to Sony just what, five, six years ago when, when they got hacked. When they got hacked, it turned into a huge scandal. Their stock price took a huge tumble. I mean, this, you know. So both sides don't want the PR nightmare, but I can promise you right now, uh, from, again, I don't necessarily represent the views of Valuetainment. These are my own personal views. But if I were to a betting man, I would put all my money on the fact that Mossad, and if you get a chance, go watch Stuxnet. If you want to know how crafty Mossad is, go watch Stuxnet and watch how they took out the Iranian nu uh, uh, the, uh, nuclear plant. But let me make this one last point. The harbor that was destroyed normally would have a lot of people working at it, okay? If you think about an explosion like this, it's actually a miracle that there hasn't been a massive, a massive amounts of, uh, of casualties. Right. If I were to look at it as an outsider, and I were to look, and I would say maybe Israel did this because they said, what can we do to inflict the least amount of casualties during COVID? Again, only two when hours of power. Home. Right. Every, everybody's away. So if you, so so obviously you know what it's like to be downtown San Francisco, Oakland, right, Denver, right, yeah. and it's, those areas are shut down on Saturday and Sunday. So basically, it's perfect a ghost time. Time. It's a perfect time to hit it with the least amount of casualties. Okay, put this video on. I saw this video the other day, and and uh, watch this. This is this video was shared by my sister. If you can go back a little bit, go back a little bit. Started from the beginning. So watch this. Okay, so it's showing there was something when you're watching in slow motion is going in. Mm. 
whether that's a drone or whether that's an attack. I mean, that's explosive right there. When, when you, that's not just, you've seen things before. You don't see something like that, you know. So but, what, what could that drop it be? I don't know. And by the way, I don't even know if that could be Photoshop or not. All I know is that thing is uh, uh, going wrong. I'm not giving credence to it. I'm just mm. saying I saw this, and it's, I've seen this in multiple different places, but I'm thinking uh, 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 the credibility of how much of this is real and how much of it is fake, how much of it is uh, set up, how much of it it's not. I think the real question we've got to ask is the following is, do you, think, do you think the truth of who really was behind this is ever going to come out? I think it will when they declassify it. I think in... Now, I'm talking in the next 12 months. Right. I'm not talking about uh, 30 and years from now. And on top of that, what are con I mean, there's consequences and repercussions to everything. What, what would be consequences to this then? So, obviously, any sort of UN sanctions. I mean, look, this, this is why Israel made its case to the UN. But notice the UN did what about it? Nothing right. about it. Right. All right? But the UN does, like... For all for all all the people that think that the UN is somehow you know pro world, they're not pro world. Like look look at who fun like. In fact, it frustrates me that we have funded the UN for so long, because we're the ones that put so much money behind the UN, and the UN is anti-American. It's anti-Israel. Uh, but now now I think for the first time in a long time, the UN is going to be anti-China. Okay, and it's going to be a great great thing, very great thing. But I think that Israel went, they made their case, UN did nothing about it because they're, it's not in their best interest to defend Israel. And I think that Israel finally said, dude, they're getting too close to being able to do something uh, to us. It's time for us to take preemptive action. I so whenever you hear our president, and, and, and I'm not just talking about Trump, I'm talking about all presidents in the past, whenever they talk about something that happens over in, you know, in, in countries like... You, you think that we have some correlation or some type of, you know, response when we when we give a response. What does that do to the U.S.? Because that's what people like myself oh. want to know. What does that do to the U.S.? Bro, the U.S. is involved in way more when it comes to things happening in the world than we will ever know. I mean, the CIA is used covertly in the more that you find declassified stuff coming out from the 70s, the 80s mm -hmm, and stuff, mm -hmm. you realize how much, you know, it's funny because all, all of this talk, this talk about us meddling or the Russia meddling in our elections. Right. The United States meddles in every single election. It's so hypocritical for us to be calling out people when we, heck, Obama meddled in Israel's election. Like very, very. I mean, we're still looking for weapons of mass destruction, right? Yo, true. No, 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 no. Hey, hey. Hold on. Hey, hey. I am more than I am more than happy to talk about Bush, even though that had nothing to do with an election. Right, right. No. But, but no, 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 no. I'm not the biggest Bush fan. Do you, I personally don't think that we should have ever been over there. I think that there was definitely some, um, some nefariousness to some of the people that. But I mean, if you if you're looking at me thinking because I'm diehard conservative that I'm behind Bush. Eh. <laughs> He's done some stuff that's made me question him. Let's just say this. Bush has. Yes. Okay. So going back to what you said, meddling in other elections. So if, if, if that's kind of where you're going, why don't we get right into uh, 
the interview that was done with Trump and HBO's, I think it's Jonathan Swan. I've never seen this guy before. I thought he yeah. did a fantastic job. Yeah. If you ask me, I like his style. I like the fact that he pushed. He's, I like the, he's interviewed Trump two or three times. Yeah, before. but but I like the way this was taken. I have not seen anything else on him in the past before. This is the first interview I've seen uh, him uh, with Trump. And I went out there. I'm watching this guy thinking, okay, let's see how he's going to take it. By the time it was done, a few comments that were made that's, uh, you know, being talked about. Jimmy Kim, every comedian right now right. had a whole skit set up around the interview, whether it was it is what it is comment that he made, whether it was, you know, I wish her nothing but the best to mm. Jelaine Maxwell. What, it was a few of them that was said. I mean, it's not like this was probably not the best interview for no, Trump. And, and he backed some of the stuff that he said. That's, that's what was kind of. What do you mean? Crazy he, he about some it. Of the stuff that he, said. Uh, he doubled down. I mean, it was it wasn't like okay, I made a mistake. Maybe I don't wish her the best. He actually came up with a reason for wishing her the best. Well, that's his style, though. That's what makes him the the guy that he is. He, yeah, that he'll double the, and triple he down. He will. He's not the guy that yeah. comes back apologizing. Look, look, Trump. Trump is the only guy, and I am the biggest uh, supporter of President Trump. Okay. No. But yeah. <laughs> But you Trump, <laughs> Trump surprised here. Anybody surprised yeah, here? Show shocked. Okay. Trump is a New Yorker, right? Yes. Yeah, he right. talks like a New Yorker. He shoots from the hip, which is why people love him. And guess what? Every once in a while, Trump's going to say something that may not come across as being factually accurate. But he is the one guy that can say sometimes two different things in the same sentence, but somehow make it seem sense. Let me give you an right. example. I'm telling you, okay, that's a horrible... Lots of people say they're a very horrible person, okay? Great person, maybe not, I don't know, okay? Could be good, <laughs> could be bad. But, I, you know, great, great person, right. all right? So, could look, be good, could be bad. Yeah. Exactly. Like, but a great person. So, New, New Yorkers have a tendency... There's a certain way that New Yorkers talk, and if you've spent time in New York, as I'm sure both of you have, like, yes. like yes. when you look at Donald Trump, you see a New Yorker. Okay, and he knows how to be non-committal in a particular sentence. Play both sides. Well, how, did, how did he do in this interview? How do you think he did in this interview? So, me me watching it. Okay, yeah. I think that that it's confirmation bias from for both sides. Okay, right. so I think people that hate Trump are going to look at it and they're going to look at it through the eyes of a comedian saying, "Look at his stupid graphs and blah 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 blah." I think that Trump supporters are going to look at it, and again, I'm admitting confirmation bias on both sides. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're going to say, man, is the media ever going to give them a break or are they just hostile about everything? Because yeah. it used to be that even, dude, even Fox News, when they would sit down with Barack Obama, and there's no secret that the right hated Barack Obama, all right? But even when Fox News, Fox News would sit down with, yeah, like there was a level of decorum and respect that was given to the office. Okay, and there was it was not an outright attack. Like there may be a little bit of banter back and forth, but it was not like incessant attacks. They would even shake hands at the end. There was jovialness and behind the scenes at the White House press dinners and stuff. There would be love exchanged back and forth. That's not the way with the media when it comes to this president. Everything is vitriol. It's vitriol. It, I, Imagine Trump having to walk into every interview knowing that he is 100% on the defensive. He's 100% always having to defend. Like, he's walking into a lion's den and not people that are actually trying to report news to the American people. I would agree with that. But what I'm asking you is how do you think he did in this interview? Like, were there certain areas where you said, okay, that was probably if, – if, you know, you're watching your favorite player play. Let's just say someone plays against your favorite guy. He said, right. okay, he got him there. 
Okay, he wasn't got him his down. best oh, moment. That wasn't best moment. <laughs> what wasn't the, his best moment for you? Like, what made you cringe? Because I know, even though you're a great well, supporter, and I know you cringed. Look, look. I, here's here's here, here's 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 my belief. Okay, is I think the best thing he could have done was outright condemn Jelaine Maxwell. Okay, that's probably one. See, because yes. I I don't believe all lives matter. Because I don't believe pedophiles' lives matter. Just period. All right. Especially yes, I, yeah, I agree yeah. there. So yeah. so she was she like if there was one thing I could change about anything, it's Trump being able to walk back that and say, look, uh, I probably shouldn't have said that. You know that that's the one thing. He said that a few times. Though. Why is he saying that a few times about her? You know, he said uh, he said you know I, I don't know I don't know you know but, but, you know I've they seen were really West good Palm friends Beach and you Palm. know. Uh, uh, her boyfriend was uh, in the jail, and I don't know if he died. He was killed, right. you know, suicide, you know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, we'll find out. We'll find It's a lot of we'll find out versus dot, dot, dot. You well, know, their relationship approaches. is a lot more than just I've seen her a few times in West Palm. But by the way, like, for example, they used I'll to hang you, out in West Palm. I'm not, I'm not going there. But here's what I will tell you. <laughs> I mean, you, let's be real. Do, <laughs> do you remember the first time, Jussie Smollett, okay, or Juicy Smollier, but Jussie Smollett <laughs> the first time, when uh, the story came out, middle of, you know, in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning, two African men having a mega, you know, hat came and beat him up, all this stuff, and they gave him a noose, and he was in tears interviewing with Don uh, Lamont, and all this stuff was taking place with him, and eventually, you're watching Trump. The immediate question when they asked Trump, Trump's like, "Terrible, what happened? They need to be held." You know, he right. immediately went to exactly. It's terrible, and, and it then, wasn't a pedophile, and then that ended up being <laughs> wrong, which is. It was just an act. That never happened. It was a setup. The guy gave him $3,000. The trainers came out and finally told the public what really happened. It was embarrassing, right, to Jesse Smollett. And then similar to what happened to Bubba Wallace. Why can't you just come out and say, listen, if all you have to say is if yes. what they're saying, that she and he, if, if all of this is accurate, what she was involved in, that's terrible. Yeah, but look, until it comes out, it's proof. Why? Why can't you say that? So I agree with you on what you're saying. Instead of saying, I wish, there. I wish her the best before you. Just the okay, same way he said. Basically, his his phrase was proven to you know, you know innocent and to proven guilty. Sure. So so look again. There's a lot of colloquialisms that in in sayings that certain that you find with with particular people. Uh, and Trump has always followed up. Now, do I think it was a mistake when he said it? The first time, 100%. I do not think he intended for it to come out of his mouth that he well-wished anybody. But here in Texas, we have a little saying like, well, she's an idiot. God bless her. Bless her little heart. Okay? Now, if Trump was to say, oh, she's a flippin' idiot. Bless her little heart. Okay? The media would automatically say, he blessed her little heart. Yeah. So, 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 so go, go to, go to, uh, uh, go to, what a conspiracy theorist who hates Trump, okay? How far could you go with that? Okay, play devil's advocate. So, right. so, so let's play Ray Crockett then. Yeah, because <laughs> no, no. no so, it's, so what it's, I'm saying yeah. is, how do you view that? How do you process that yourself? I mean, like I said, when I processed it, the first thing I said was, was there's a little more to the story than what is being displayed. Because how could you, in your right mind, even say something like that? You know, under those circumstances. But are you going to, are you saying, oh, he must have had some connection with them and something happened? Or no, are you saying he may have gone to the island? Is that kind of where you're going? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's where you're going. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, so glad I'm you going said, that yeah. there's well, I am I'm, I'm not going to say that he necessarily went to the island, but I will say this that they definitely had a relationship more than what he's saying. He's, "Oh, I've seen her a little bit in West Palm." No, you've seen her more than a little bit in West Palm. Little fact it's, check. Who was the one person out of New York City that went to the FBI and filed a report saying Jeffrey Epstein is a pedophile and you need to do something about it? Who was that? That was, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. It was Donald Trump, the only guy that cooperated with the FBI and said, hey, the more I get to know this dude, he's got some issues. Okay, oh, but did he, did, he, did he file it on her as well? She so, filed it on watch, him. Watch, watch, watch. That's, that's watch. my thing. <laughs> the he, relationship with him and him could be he's, different. He's the main guy, though. I mean, Jeffrey, if, he, if he says her, she's part of it so because she's the girlfriend. So, But you blame one person as something else. Okay, look, West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach. We talk about West West Palm Beach. Right. All right. We're Been talking about Mar time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mar-a-Lago. Trump did what to Epstein? Banned Epstein from Mar-a-Lago. He banned him. Nobody wants what to talk about that? this. What year was that? I will find out for you. Can you pull that okay. up and find that? I'm actually he really banned curious. him, but did he ban her? Because she's been at a lot of his rallies. She's been at a lot of his dinner dinners and, and in the same place. I've, I've banning, seen I've banned, but, but Ray, to be to be look, I'm pushing him as much as I'm gonna push you. Banning him is a form of banning her to me. But I'm saying she was still going to the dinners and everything. So even though you banned him, she was still showing up yeah. taking pictures. Maybe and everything. at that point he didn't know her involvement and how uh, how, how much she you? was involved. She also took pictures with Elon Musk and stuff. Like, bro. No, you, I mean, okay. I, I, trust Ray, me, Ray, I understand Ray. that, but I'm just saying. Ray, let me, let me. If you ban one, you, I think okay. you should ban the other if that's where your mindset Pat's, is. Pat's Instagram and YouTube famous. I'm Facebook famous. You're Denver Bronco two-time Super Bowl champion famous. Okay? Yeah. So, so, no, 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 look, look. How many pictures have you taken with fans in your lifetime? An absolute insane amount. Okay? Exactly. Do exactly. you do you know their names? No. Okay. Even ones that you see multiple times. In, in fact, how many um, how many groupies are probably in your pictures somewhere? Girls that were around the team with some of your teammates. They want a picture with you. You're Ray Lovable Crockett. You're nice to everybody. You're one of the uh, nicest guys. You're taking pictures with 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 the people. Right. How many like could people come back to you later and say? You took a picture with Jelaine Maxwell because maybe. But, but here's the difference. The difference is they're not at my charity event, which I've done many a charity event. They're not at my charity event buying $50,000 tables in there. That's different. Uh, now, you're saying I've taken pictures with a fan. Yeah, I've taken pictures with a fan. Pat, but somebody who's supporting or putting $100,000 at one of my yeah, dinners yeah, but, at but my you, charity event, but, you would know that person. But the person. difference is you went to the same charity event. So the individual that put the same charity event, you paid money to them. They paid money to them. It's not they paid money to you to come to your charity event. That's a big difference. By the way, 2007 is when Epstein's account on Mar-a-Lago was closed after an incident with another member's daughter. So this oh. is what Trump did in 07. 07, Trump was, uh, you know, your fired Trump. He was the apprentice Trump. So it's pretty interesting to see that 13 years ago. But, but let me take it to a different level. I'm taking it to a different angle. Why is he defending her, okay? Why, why is he? I'm not thinking from his end. Let me explain. No, I got you. I'm not thinking from his end. Like, I'm not going to, oh, probably he went to the island like well, the no, report, no, I'm not saying like I, uh, Bill Clinton had 26 times that you see the name on the list and all this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, not saying that. that. I'm just saying they had a personal relation. I'm not saying I'm not defending it as, as saying he's I don't went, think been to the island. I'm just saying they had a more personal relationship than what he's making out to be. He's saying, oh, I've seen her a couple of times in West Palm. 
I, the relationship was more than that. Pat, that's what I'm saying. Pat, that's all conjecture. Trump is not defending her. You want to know who Trump's defending? Him. He's defending his statement, which was a misstatement. It was him misspeaking. Him, himself. Yes. Himself. Yeah, he's, okay. He is not defending her. Yeah. He's defending his misspoken statement that, in my opinion— Okay, and I agree with 99.9% of the stuff that Trump does. In my opinion, that's one time that you come out and say, look, that was a slip of the tongue. That was me being New York, you know, and stuff. He's doubling so I'm down. I'm saying something else. Here's what I'm saying. Is it fair to say that from the 1,511 names or whatever that came up from the book that Jelaine Maxwell had and a lot of different names were on that list, a couple oh, of the ones that have been guests on Valuetainment, right? <laughs> and we got a lot of messages. Hey, why'd you have Alan Dershowitz? Alan right. Dershowitz on that list. And he's in a hot seat right now. He's uh, Alan's going through some challenging times right now. But the, the reason why I'm asking this on why he's defending is, is a couple different things. One angle I go with is the following. Number one, I say, maybe, and again, I'm being the devil's advocate. I, I'm a guy, let's just say I, I'm a fan that, oh, let's just say I'm a fan of Biden. And I really don't want this guy to get elected. What am I thinking? I'm trying to think like that person. Right. Okay. Is it that he is defending somebody on his camp? Is it that he's defending somebody on his camp that he doesn't want the name to come out because he's worried if he says something toward that person behind closed doors says, hey, man, listen, I just want you to know I was kind of involved, you know, 22 years ago or 19 years ago. I don't want you to push you because she knows. And if she, right. that's and one unveil those Okay, things. so imagine you're, you're Trump and somebody's on the camp and they say, dude, can you please not push her too hard because she has something on me. And Trump's like, why the hell do you put me in this corner? Right. Why are you doing this to me? I don't want to defend her. But it's like, if you do and I come out, it's going to hurt me. So... Take the closest people that are in his camp, mm -hmm. and maybe they have some connection, right? Let's just say it's not him. Now, I'll give you the next part. Here's the other part. The other part why I think maybe he's doing that is the following. Here's the other part, the angle that I take, is maybe he is trying to defend her because he wants to make sure she doesn't get killed because he wants all those stories to come out. Mm. Maybe that's the angle. And maybe the angle is to say, okay, Epstein was in jail. I talked to Sammy DeBull Gravano. He says it's impossible, practically impossible. He was at the same place to kill yourself and commit suicide. It's not possible. I don't know how you would do it. Most likely, he was killed. But I don't right. know about suicide, right? Okay, fair enough. So if Epstein's gone, and you got a lot of people right now in politics that are worried, a lot of people right now in politics mm -hmm. that are worried, if she's gone, it's pretty much over with if she's gone. Because all the other girls that were involved, people are, you know, oh, yeah, well, I don't know. How old were you really? 17. Maybe you were 18. This picture right. was saying, how do we know this picture was taken this year? You seemed like you were 18 yeah, years old. Defamation of so character. You, you, know, you can exactly. do something you to, can to manipulate do that. Yes. that. But you cannot manipulate her saying she's got two videotapes of two politicians having sex huge, with a minor. Right. Huge, huge politicians. Up. By the yeah. way, that and then the other part that you have to be thinking about is the following. Okay. And by the way, if you're watching this, uh, 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 thank you for tuning in. Put a thumbs up if you're enjoying this and share this with others. Let's see if we can crack a thousand on a new sub uh, channel that we started here. Uh, uh, put the thumbs up and share this with your peers and comment on this topic. Why do you think Trump said the comments that he said about Jelaine Maxwell? I'm actually curious to know what you think about it. Maybe an angle that we haven't thought about. So here's the last thing. The last thing is, if that comes out, say everyone's, oh, it's Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton's video, and they have it, and Bill Clinton, and you know, by the way, right now, we're working at Homes on Palm Beach this week. When we look at Homes on Palm Beach, guess what Guess what? our realtors send one home for sale to look at Palm Beach? Do you want to pull up the home in Palm Beach right now? The number one most viewed home right now in America. The number one most viewed home right now in America that's on sale. Do you know what house it is? Go to Palm, West Palm Beach, Epstein's house, 
is the number one most really? viewed home for realtors in America. And people are not going there. Guy, Epstein, not Eps. Uh, okay, it's going to be all right, buddy. Go to it. Uh, 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 no, that's not the one. Go to it. It's a $21, $21 million house. I'll let you find it while I'm going through it. Right. The other part is this. Say it comes out that something happened between Clinton and a minor. Say it is on video. Say it is. Mm-hmm. Say it is, right? Okay. Who looks bad to the world? Who looks bad? Actually, think about who looks bad to the world. Who loses here? I think Hillary loses. No. Who looks bad to the world? Clinton looks bad to the world. Of course they do, but they already look bad. But who really looks bad to the world? You know who looks bad to the world? America America looks looks bad, bad, yeah, Mm. because Because, we allow— Because all of the other nations are going to say, look Look how dirty their people are. Look how dirty— So so in a way, you know, again, for me, I go to the conversations that's being had. Like, you know, when you're on a team and you're injured, you're playing football. The other day we're talking about and you were telling— us that, look, when I played football back in the days, dude, we were injured by the time season started because practice was a game. Right. And we had three dayers. Right. And then practice starts, and hey, hey, take the shot, man. Take the shot on your knee. I know it's not good for you. Take the shot. Hush, hush. Don't say anything. Let's keep it between us. How much of that stuff happens behind closed doors, right? All day. So I'm talking <laughs> about what is being said about the hush, hush stuff during that time. By the way, if you want to pull up the picture, this is the house right now that's for sale. That's the house in Palm Beach that they're selling in Palm Beach, right on the water. You're going to pay $21, million, $22 million to have this house. And $22 million right now, that's on sale. You could probably get a killer deal on it. That's Actually. what I was about to say. I'm sure you can get a better deal. Well, right it's a now. similar thing that happened to the Never, Never, Never. What, what, what's the Yeah, place? Michael Jackson, Neverland. 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 Yeah. That place was being sold for $160 million. They brought it down. I think they're selling it right now for $30 million. A couple Shh. thousand acres on Santa Barbara, right. pretty much. Right, right. Which In is prime real estate, and no one's still wanting to buy because that whole stigma. You know, stigma of being there. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, I don't so, know so, why he okay. said that. Tell me this then, just on your last one. If that was it, if it's because he really wants her to be alive and stay alive because he really wants the politicians or whoever the, the names that, that are on the list to come out, then why don't you just say that? I mean, why why, why would you have to wish? You well, I'm, say, I'm saying, no. wait, wait, wait. No, I'm not saying you, 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 you say it in that manner. Like, But why don't you say something other then I wish her yeah. well. Why don't That's you what say, I'm saying. That's what why I'm, don't we, you say she needs to be protected or we want, you know what I'm saying? Well, I will say this. Uh, the prison that she's being held in just got a brand new war- warden. Right. So they're, they're trying to ensure her safety. New warden's name, Fillory Clint, uh, Fillory Fenton. Fillory <laughs> <laughs> Clinton. Fillory Clinton. By the way, Michael, okay. Michael Maiolo says, don't forget that Trump was the only person to volunteer his time and information for Epstein's prosecution. Yeah, right? 100%. I think he knows she's going to cop out like Epstein, so he wished her well, hoping to survive to get some info. Uh, but good luck, LOL, she's gone. Okay, that's Mo Game Z. Okay, and you got to, if we find out the real truth, this government is over 70% of elected people in Washington are perverts. And need jail time, says Zoltan Bass. Yeah, so, dude. again, you don't know this stuff. I don't hey, know the whole story. Hey. I don't know what's going on in this world. Both the RNC and— When I say this world, in the political in the world. Political in the world. political world. The number one place for sex trafficking, okay? Number one place for sex trafficking prostitution, the Super Bowl. Number two and three, the DNC and the RNC conventions, okay? Do I think there's bad dudes on both sides of the aisle? One thousand percent. Do we need to weed them out and hang them by their necks 
Dude, I am. I thought all, you were gonna say by their nuts. I thought you were gonna say hang them by something else. First, they're nuts, <laughs> yeah, and then they're nuts. Their nuts, the nuts, nuts, and then nuts. I That's a visual right there. Exactly. I believe with pedophilia that we should go back to public executions, and that we should drive it so far out of America. I think we ought to hang these people. Every single one of these people that they're able to convict should be hung in the middle of Washington D.C. for the entire world to see. America does not mess around with pedophiles. You, you, you would fit very well in the Middle East, by the way, if you were a leader. I mean, that's... <laughs> not, not here. <laughs> so, okay, so now let's go to the next part. That's one of them. Let's right. still stay on the interview. Uh, what, what did you take from the uh, angle of the data? Well, here's this. Well, here's that. Well, here's that. Well, you Listen, people are dying. It is what it is. It's happening. So right. what do you think about that part? Was uh, that just the first thing like... I'll say is the, I, I think uh, my son, five-year-old, could have did those graphs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first problem. <laughs> Pulling out the graph that I saw, I was like, oh, "Who did that?" Like, I don't, I don't. How I don't, old were you? A graph, is a, graph. <laughs> a graph is a graph. But it was just funny the way it was. It, it was shown. I mean, it looked like you were in elementary school. You see this graph? We're at the bottom. Means we're at the top. I mean, okay. Hey, what, what, one, <laughs> one uh, quick thing to uh, point out is that Maxwell's father. This is coming from uh, somebody in the. I think Jai Patel is the one that originally uh, said this. Maxwell's father, extremely connected, was extremely connected in the political slash secret underworld. Everyone says Mossad. Everyone says this. That's CIA and stuff. So remember, her family has a ton of political connections and probably even more sensitive information outside of the pedophile island. Not not to bring the topic back up, but I do think that. Uh, this is what I love about valuetainers, Pat. Reading through the comments section, right. these guys are informed, okay? Like, this is not your average podcast uh, audience. These are smart dudes out here in the comments section. So shout out to all of the valuetainers. Back to you, Ray. No doubt. So, okay, so let's go back to it. Again, final thoughts, the interview. There was one part for me where I said the interview asked the one question that people are not asking because – Trump will say things like, look, many people are saying that, you know, I should have even done this. And many people are saying that they, he keeps saying, who's they? Who is they? Right. Who is they? Right. Who's they? And Trump's like, well, you can look them up. But who's they? He never had an Who, answer. He never had an answer for that. that so was, yeah. that, that they is another double talk to kind of uh, get your point across when, when you're, you know, studying people that are experts in that part. They, yeah. they, they. It's an out. That that that's a that's a distraction of throwing somebody else in there without throwing somebody else in there. I think I think Trump underestimated the interviewer could come in with uh, fire. And you know, the other part I will say is the following. Here's what I will say. Here's the part I will say. You know, again, I cannot tell you how much I respect this quality of Trump. I cannot tell you, Ray, how much I respect this quality of Trump. Okay. Back in high school, okay, fight took place. You came after high school to meet somebody. Mm -hmm. You knew that guy was going to whoop your ass, let's just say. Right. But the fact that you showed up. Showed up anyway. And you say you lost a fight, people would say, I don't know what it is with that guy. Eventually, the big guys just didn't want to pick on you because you were willing to fight them and you were annoying. Yeah. So eventually, you won the war, but you lost a couple fights getting there. The part about Trump. You can't put anybody in his league when it comes down to this. Nobody. You can't put Obama. You cannot put Bush. You cannot put Clinton. You cannot put Senior. You cannot put Reagan. You cannot put. You cannot put nobody in this uh, at the level of uh, uh, Trump. And in, this is the level I'm talking about. 
You want to do an interview? Come on down. It's like, you want to fight? Let's go. That's Trump's attitude. Mm. I'm not afraid of you. Bring it. That's his attitude. He sits down with adversaries that, if you're his camp, you would say, don't do this interview. I'm going to do the interview. You shouldn't do this interview. I'm going to do the interview. He doesn't care. If Ellen DeGeneres invited him to go on to chew, and she said, I will never have him on. If Ellen DeGeneres had him on, she, he would go. Right. Okay? If you have uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel invited him back, or Jimmy, he would go. But he's not afraid of nobody. The interviewers are afraid of this guy when they so, sit with him because he's so fearless. That is one quality. If I'm sitting down myself and I'm thinking about somebody that's going to be the leader of a country, I'd much rather vote for a guy that's willing to come out than a guy that's willing to hide in a basement. I want the guy to come out of the basement and go to war, not the guy that's just, you know, uh, uh, the guy in the basement sitting there hiding, don't say anything, don't say, like right mm-hmm. now the campaign, the biggest criticism you're hearing of Joe Biden right now is what? The biggest criticism. Where is he? Where his, is he? His campaign is, is, his campaign is, don't campaign. That is his campaign. The campaign of the DNC right now is Trump sucks, Trump sucks, Trump sucks, Trump sucks, Trump sucks, Trump sucks. not Biden's going to do this. Biden's going to do that. Right. Biden's right. going to. Trump sucks. Trump sucks. You, you can't win yourself. like that. Yeah. His, his, his entire plan is to make the election a referendum on Trump and not a referendum on Biden. If Biden campaigns, he eventually gets exposed, okay, and just wait for these debates, all right? Just wait for these debates. And, and that's going to be the main problem for Biden is, is that we all know that at times he seemed to be ill-equipped mentally yeah sure <laughs> so so but that's that's going to be the problem if he can just manage to somehow some way withstand doing those you know then he'll be okay but it, it's going to be tough for him and we all know that but back to trump is that it i mean when you say he's fearless and and he'll meet anybody basically sometimes being fearless can be a form of stupidity as well no no i, I do not feel that way no, but so so here's here's uh, uh, here's the part with him. He says, "You want to interview me? Ask anything. Ask anything." So, for example, I have guys that come in here when I interview them, right? They'll, they'll tell you, I know. They'll give you that paper. Uh, don't ask me this. Don't ask me these right, three things. Right, you you right. know what I say in the back of my head? I'll say, "Wow, it's crazy." The president's willing to interview and ask anything, and you're afraid of this thing? Yeah. I've had people write. Now, I don't know that. I don't. So, that, so, I agree so he's there. like, "Ask me anything you want to ask me. Go for it." And by the way, here's the reality of it. It's fair to say he got elected. He's the president, period. At this point, what America wanted after Bush was Obama. They didn't want Hillary after uh, 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 Bush. They didn't want McCain after Bush. They wanted Obama. America, after Obama's first term, they didn't want Romney. They wanted Obama. America, after two terms of Obama, didn't want Hillary. They wanted who? Trump. This is it. America's, we are voting for this guy to do what he's doing, right? They like, this is a style. It's not like we don't know how his style is. The difference between Trump and Obama is the following. You know how long Obama was famous before he became a president? How long was Obama famous before he became a president? A year. No, not, no, no. no. How long was Obama famous before he became president? No, he was. No. He he became president in what year? Oh, wait. When did he give the DNC speech? Oh, four. Four. Uh, so. four years he was famous before he became president. How long has Trump been famous? A very long time. What's a, long a very time. long time? Since his 20s. Who yeah. has ever been yeah. this famous for this long, this relevant, and eventually yeah. became president? Do you realize when you're famous for that long, how much dirt is going to be on you until you eventually run? This guy is a guy that's not afraid of nobody. He's, 
to, to, to be able to witness somebody like this today, 50 years from now when he's no longer here, and they're writing history books about this guy, this, this, he is the most anomaly type of a personality we've ever had as a president. We've never had somebody like this. So Everybody is so diplomatic. This guy's not a diplomatic so, guy. So what do you think? I mean, why do you think that is? Why do you think the world was ready for someone as diplomatic as I don't, this? I don't, I don't say that the world was ready for it. I think the one thing, uh, uh, I think a, a big part of America, like for example, like right now, perfect example to give you, TikTok's bullying. Okay, hey, we're going to be able to log on to your phone and get all the data. Really? Right. Yeah. Oh, we can get away. Americans are stupid. Let me tell you, man, they're idiots. Just give any American a good app and give them some music. They'll give you their information. They'll give you their practice. The Americans are so stupid. Give them entertainment. They, that's how China right. looks at yeah, Americans. Yeah, no We're doubt. smarter. We're brilliant. You're not. Americans are this. Okay, great. No problem. So guess what happens? TikTok tries to bully and bully and bully and bully and bully. Eventually, somebody says, ah, September 15th, you don't sell, you're out. So Microsoft's going to end up buying TikTok for 10 to $20 billion. It's a steal, by the way, just so you know that. Right. And on top of that, guess who TikTok helped? You know who TikTok helped? Instagram. Instagram. You know who TikTok helped? TikTok could potentially help create a resurrection for Snapchat that's been dead for three years. TikTok could bring back Snapchat. That's how business works. So if you want to bully American people with misinformation in politics, eventually you're bullying American people to vote for somebody like Trump. You did it to yourself. Yeah. Simple as that. So yeah. let me let me quickly answer the original question. Why would Trump go out and why would he take interviews like this? What benefit does it have to him? Okay. So the guy's interviewing him for who? For HBO, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. He's interviewing now where is that going to be played? It's going to be played on a predominantly liberal platform. Okay. There's there's a lot of liberals there. So who uh, HBO or the left put themselves in a lose-lose situation when you say to Trump, hey, Trump, come away from Fox News and come over here, and why don't you talk to us for a while? Because are you going to change any of Trump's base's mind about him? Zero, okay? Trump supporters are Trump supporters. We're going to stick with him, period, unless he does something in irrational, unconstitutional, et cetera, et cetera. But – when I get the opportunity to go speak over here, now I have the opportunity to show my ideas to these people and potentially win them back over here. So the, to me, it's a stupid idea from the left to bring Trump onto any of your programs because the only loser can be you. Sure, you may be able to dunk on him for a couple points, but you're not going to change anyone's mind, which is honestly going to the NFL. I think the NFL was in a lose-lose position with Trump because is Trump going to lose his base over going after Colin Kaepernick? No, he's not. Like, his base is pro-flag, pro-America, pro-anthem. But does the NFL lose any of its market share? Of course, because a lot of conservative, like, look, Trump it has 50% of the country that loves him, 50% of the country that hates him, right? Right. Okay. The NFL, pretty much the entire country loved the NFL, right? Right. But now there's dudes like me that flip and despise these players that are disrespecting the national anthem and disrespecting the flag. So Which who's, they're not doing either one, but okay. Okay, no, no, okay. <laughs> but but who's who's the loser in that situation? The NFL. It's not Trump. Trump doesn't lose any of his support, but the NFL loses some. The, I, I think, to me, it's the same situation here. That's fine. Let me walk into an adversarial uh, situation. If I can take 10% of your audience and they say, maybe that guy's not all that stupid, 
I actually won. You can dunk on me all you want, but I won the voters. And to me, that's what Trump's going after. And Trump, to me, is doing a better job because he's going after social media while what? Biden just announced that he's putting the biggest ad spend into television. Like, so I think this is Trump being relevant going to places like Barstool Sports. He just did one with Barstool Sports, going on HBO. To me, this is him making an argument for you to vote for him, you know. And 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 some of it as well, like you said, some people may come out with that thought process, and then some people may come out with the other thought process, a thought process as you said, about New Yorkers. New Yorkers, I mean, right or wrong, they're known as major bullshitters. So some people just say, yeah, he's a New Yorker. He can bullshit his way through anything. And he's proven it. That's, I mean, you also have that thought process. Uh, it's funny. So one of the first meetings that Pat and I had when I came to Valuetainment, uh, I won't get into it, but I drew a bunch of oh, stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I say bullshit? No, no, you oh, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I drew a bunch of stuff up on the board, and uh, Pat looks at me and says, Josh, look, it looks good, blah, blah, blah. But let's just be honest. You can BS your way through, yeah, no. <laughs> through this stuff without putting any thought into it. I think Trump is obviously he's on that level to where he can. He can walk into anything. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think that's what makes him, on, on to your point, I think that's what makes him fearless but, uh, but, as well. Uh, but, but let's just say, okay, so, so, so let's just say that's the case. But I tell you one thing he has that you cannot underestimate is he's a true believer, period. This guy loves no, America. No, and, and so, I, I so, agree with you. So for me, I don't, I don't, I, if I have a guy, okay, I'll give you, okay, then I'll ask you a simple question for you. Let's just say he's a bullshitter. So I'll give you two different things. Say you have two options for a person to lead your country. A bullshitter who's a salesman who loves Or a bullshitter who really believes. No, wait a minute. A bullshitter <laughs> who loves what America's all about. He's a bullshitter. He's a great salesman. Right. But he loves and will defend the idea of America. You ready for the other one? Here's the other one. The other one is somebody who, you know, maybe isn't as big of a bullshitter. Maybe he's not a good liar. But he really could care less about America. He just cares mm -hmm. about his own pocket, his own legacy, his own stuff. Which one do you want and to lead prepared. your nation? And he's prepared. Which one do you want to lead your nation? Which one do you want to lead your nation? Of course, you want somebody who, who really has the core. You, you, really welcome want to the right. Trump. You want somebody who's core value. <laughs> so you just, but, you if know. You, but here's the thing, though. But if you have a choice, if you have a choice, and that other person cares just as much, then I want that guy, but not the But you don't have that guy. You got the Biden guy here. Well, I'm just saying. If you had Michelle Obama, a different story. If you got I, I mean, yeah, right now. I mean, right now, I would, I would be the first to say that. As far as and I and I say this first and foremost, I'm neither Republican or Democrat. I'm I'm for what is right. I'm not far left or far right. I'm for right. What and, and, is and by right. the way, just so to be, I'm, I'm going to say that first you, and foremost. When we sit down multiple times and we talk, you know, a lot of people say that and they just kind of say it because it's kind of a safe statement to make. He's like that off yes. camera, just no, so you guys. And I'm, I'm just telling I'm, you this. So I'm like that he's all like this the off time. Camera. Like yeah. if I, if but, I'm, if I, and I go to West Palms, I have plenty of Republican friends. Yes. I, I mean, business part, whatever. And I tell them to their face, if I think it's right, it's right. If I think it's wrong, so what it's do you wrong. Think? So how I don't do you care think, who it is. But over here, I think the Democrats, we, I mean, there's a problem. <laughs> there's a problem because I don't think that there was anyone over on that side that was running at this time that that doesn't have flaws major flaws that's better than biden though <laughs> i mean well i would say there's some that were better candidates than biden yeah. but at the end of the day there was still going to be problems no there. question about it but, but <laughs> okay so to go back to it i mean at this point of the game 
your two options are Trump and Biden. Who are you more yeah. comfortable? Who are you more comfortable knowing to lead a nation? You. I, I I would say this. I would have to say at this point, Trump would probably <laughs> say that you're more comfortable with. But at the end of the day, I'm not comfortable with either one, to be honest. Do you have a 51-49 split rate? It's something like that. Okay. Seriously, right, I'm enough. not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not comfortable with either one. I'm with you. Okay. Okay. So so so. I mean, I understand your situation. If Cuomo was running against Trump. What I would, would be I would be Cuomo. Okay, you'd be Cuomo. Okay, yeah. so now let's talk about what Cuomo just said. Okay, you, did you want him to show something? Well, or? so the same way that you you lovingly trolled our good friend, two time Super Bowl champion Ray Crockett. I just want to quickly, while we're on the Trump Biden subject, I want to show you, uh, and I think you're going to appreciate this, Ray. Okay, if you go to DonaldJTrump.com, okay. Now, this is Donald Trump's website, okay? Just show it, all right? His website, beautiful website. This is hilarious. It's a great website, okay? But I want you, as Kai is doing this, Kai normally types a bunch of gibberish, all right? So he's just going to do what he does. And look, he's just typing a bunch of uh, gibberish, all right? Oh, you put in characters that are not allowed, okay? If you... <laughs> If you just type in a bunch of gibberish <laughs> on Trump's website, it says, it appears you are as lost as me. <laughs> Let me tell you, that is so creative. Joe, do another one. Do another one just to kind of show to people just anything. Yeah. You yeah, go. Just boom. And it goes straight here. <laughs> Doesn't matter what kind of gibberish you type on Trump's website. Oh my if gosh. it's a broken link where most websites would say uh, this website this doesn't exist, you you know return to homepage, he's gonna troll Biden with this. To me, this is next level. This is next. This is for he's a better marketer. He yeah, may be I the mean, greatest yeah, marketer ever run a profit. Of course. Well, at the end of the day, he's a businessman. That's what he does. I okay. mean, that's that's <laughs> he's been in marketing. All most presidents are not what he is as far as being a businessman, being in marketing, understanding do you want marketing ploys. Do you want a president that's a businessman, or do you want a president that's a lifelong politician? Which do you prefer? <sighs> It'd be. T I, I mean. <laughs> it would be tough to say because I, I believe that all politicians has different agendas. All of them have private Ray, agendas. Don't I be do. diplomatic. No, I'm, 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 I'm being honest. I'm being honest. But <laughs> I would say give this. Give the answer you were about <laughs> to give before you thought about it. That's how no, you No, I, I, I will say you this. You were about to say I this. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I will, I will be the first to say when Trump first started running. I, I mean, I've met Trump several times before he became mm -hmm. president. Yep. And, I, and I liked him. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'll be the first to say. I mean, he was a good dude, cool dude. I. I wouldn't. I never saw any of, like, with the tweets and all this. It seems to me he became a different person when he became president. He's I will say that. But as a businessman, I mean, I. I, I definitely thought that my question. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, rather I would have rather a, have a businessman okay. that does business correctly. So, Perfect. So now let's let's that transition. does business this, correctly. <laughs> this this to me is. I think you nailed it. I think that you said something you may not have realized how brilliant what you said actually was okay this has been the problem with american politics for a long time and this is why america loves donald trump okay but is, this is why they wanted to watch love watch, donald watch, trump. watch 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 because, because they thought it was going to change the american system has been so jacked up for such a long time because what happens is this guy gets elected mayor then he has uh then he wants to become a congressman then he goes to congress and he wants to be a senator then he goes to senator then he wants to be what part he wants to be president or yeah, vice because so, he wants to get paid but the problem the well the the well i would say it's less about getting paid it's more about 
being power hungry. Pa- but, okay? it, but what comes with power? But, we all know. Yes, Pay. yeah. The issue is this, Ray, is that there's a lot of these guys that have been in the swamp for 30 years or 20 years or even 10 years before, before they become president. By that time, you've had so many backroom checks cut to you and so many yes. allegiances. Yes. This is the first, like, the way that, that the United States was set up by our founding fathers was this, is that there is a federal government, okay? Mm-hmm. But the office of the president is the office of the citizen that oversees the federal government. This is the beauty of checks and balances. So the way that it was intended was for it not to be a politician that set atop the federal government, not somebody that worked their way up through the system, but it was supposed to be a citizen that would oversee and represent you and me to make sure that the federal government never got out of control. For a long time, we have had a system, a crony system, where people work their way into office, and by the time they get there, they are corrupt, they have interest, except just to your point, this is the first time. This is the first time in our lifetime, and maybe for a very foundation since George Washington, that an actual citizen walked directly into the White House as a businessman and never went through the political channels. And people know the guy's already worth money. He can't be bought. If he wants to, 70 years old, he should be sitting on a beach with his feet in the sand. There's no way you're in that job unless you love America and you want to see America do good. That's why I want Trump in there representing me to China because Joe Biden has his son has received billions of dollars Hillary Clinton's foundation billions of dollars from outside interest Trump walks in they know they can't be bought he's a little just crazy because you love America doesn't make you right Bro. I mean you can say I mean I, I mean, just because you love America doesn't mean you don't do faulty stuff Bro, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that no, doesn't class you know what I'm saying that is that it, doesn't necessarily get you is anybody saying that Trump's perfect no Okay, but I would much rather a guy with good intentions. There's a reason that my wife trusts the decisions that I make. Okay, it's not because they're always the right decisions. I've made some bad investments in my life, but my wife trusts me to make decisions because she knows I love her more than I love me. And so she doesn't question decisions that I make because she's like, babe, I know that even if you make the wrong decision, you did it with my best interest well, see, at heart. You just said something that was brilliantly said and you so eloquently put it. You said because she knows I love her more than I love me. Here we go. That's the problem. We think Trump loves him more than he loves us. Period. Bro, then <laughs> he why? Loves him because as as you see, just like you said, if if you love something else, if your why is bigger than you, then you are quicker to come back and say when you make a mistake hey, instead of doubling down no, 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 and, no, no. and continually shoot. The, no, you just said it earlier. You said you felt that Trump said something that was wrong. You felt it was wrong. And you wish he would have just said, okay, I was wrong. But that's not Trump because Trump loves himself more. He doesn't want to be wrong. He's not going to admit that Trump he's loves, wrong. You think Trump loves America more than he loves himself? A hundred percent. Why would he step? Watch. Why would, Josh. No, no, no. Uh, Pat, that's Pat, some wait, BS. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Josh, you don't believe that. Why would Trump step into Josh. A, watch. Why would Trump step into an office where he knows that his net worth is going to take a huge hit if he doesn't love America, Pat? Because he on. loves power more. No, I, to, I don't. To get look, to be look, the president, all three of us. That's you. All, th- that, all. But wait, but wait. Here's here's your thing. You just said his net worth is going to take a hit by becoming president, but his ego is not. <laughs> he loves his ego more. If he becomes president. And, and I got, let's just say myself, if I had such a huge ego and I'm all about me, 
if I got five billion, I'm worth five yeah. billion, and I'm gonna lose one billion. I but I'm the most powerful man I in the world. I come from a different school of thought. Here's the school of thought I come from. Let me let me. And by the way, we have to transition to the next yeah. topic. We've been on this for too long. Here's the school of thought I come from. Okay, when you get on a flight, okay, and the flight attendant starts telling you the info, and they say, hey, you know, at this point, we're gonna. If a mask drops, make sure to protect who first? You, Yourself you. first before right. you protect who? Right. Your, your kids. kids. Your kid. Why? Because Why? You, 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 you have to be okay for your kid to yeah. be okay. By, by the way, I, a, a mother is a better, better mother to her kids if she loves herself first. Okay? And a father is a better father to her, his kids if he loves himself first. And a husband is a better husband if he loves and takes care of himself first and then her. But I understand what you're saying. The f- I met your wife. I know how she is. I know how much she trusts you. I know your marriage. I know what you've done, the decisions you made. You know, with, uh, uh, there's a tremendous respect for what you did. The point is, of course Trump loves himself more than he loves anybody else first. But I don't think Not there's America. anything wrong with that. I, no, I, 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 think, I think it's gratitude is a different story than love. Meaning, America gave me such an incredible life. Now I'm at a phase of my life that I may, may want to give back. But I, Pat, would you die? 90% of Trump's life was given to Trump more than it was given to America. Pat, would, nothing wrong with that, though. I'm, would, not, I'm, not, I'm not bashing it. Would, and I know the answer to uh, this question. Would you die for this country? 100%. Okay. Are you, and answer honestly, are you a narcissist? Yes. All three of us are narcissists. What's, what, what? Watch, watch, watch. Okay. But you're a narcissist. I'm a narcissist. You're a narcissist. You don't get to where we're at in life unless you have that level of, of confidence. Okay. I know what you're well, saying. Well, yeah. I know what you're saying. I'm and saying I know what you he's saying. You can be a narcissist and still love I this think, country more I than you love yourself. I think it may be a misstatement of yours because to me, a leader has to be in you know loving themselves and respecting themselves because before they can do it to anybody else you have to have that internally his question Be- though was does do, do you do you think trump loves himself more than he loves america he loves himself more than he loves america but pat you love america more than you love yourself right no i do not let me explain to you the reason why i love america is because i'm able i'm able to love myself and respect myself the level that I do, that I can give more but to the country if you, I love. If you said you would but lay... If I, if but you, if I didn't love myself, there's no way in any capacity I Pat, can give back to If you said that you would lay your life down for this country, yeah. that is the greatest act an American can ever do because you are putting the ideals of America, the freedom of your beautiful little children, above your own personal interests. So the very act of laying your life, and you served in the military, you signed an oath that you would defend it with your life, which means that you love the ideals of this country more than you love your own personal well-being. I'm saying yeah. the it's same. A responsibility. Yes. It's slightly, it's slightly different. Interp- it it's can the be same going, thing with Trump. It can go many different directions. Let's transition to Cuomo. Transition. Let's, let's transition, transition to Cuomo. Okay, so okay. here's here's the challenge that I'm seeing. And by the way, I'm so glad this is happening to Cuomo. And I'm so glad these numbers are coming out. And I'm so glad people are talking about this. And here's what it is. New York City loses Hundreds of billionaires in wealth as residents skip town, begging rich people to come back to New York. Let me say this one more time. New York City loses hundreds of billions in wealth as rich residents skip town, while Cuomo is begging rich people to come back to New York. Here's some stats for you. According to a report from New New World Wealth and Webster Pacific, the combined wealth in Big Apple fell by $336 billion in the last 12 months, ending June 30th. Let me say that one more time. $336 billion. New York City's total wealth was valued at $2.66 
trillion dollars compared with $3 trillion during the same period. Now, a lot of people say, well, people lost money during the pandemic. Billionaires have gotten richer during the pandemic. Yes. We know that fact. It's yeah. been talked about everywhere. But New York officially got poorer during the same time by $336 billion. That's like saying 336 billionaires left town. That's like saying 3,360 <laughs> people worth $100 million left town. That's like saying 33,600 people who live in New York who are worth $10 million skip town. That's not a small number. So now, tax collections in New York City dropped 46% in June. Even while revenues generated in other parts of states recovered, that decline follows a 32% drop in May and 23% decline in April. United Van Lines CEO Mark Rogers told Fox Business that the majority of residents moving out of Manhattan, 61% of them are earning over $100,000. Okay, And now New York is saying, even if tourists come to New York, they have to quarantine for two weeks. So you watch this, okay? And for myself, I'll give you, I'll give you a situation here. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. We were looking at four states on where we're going to go after this mm. to compete in the media market and what the plans were. We're looking at L.A., okay? And in January, it's L.A. We're going to L.A. After Christmas, Christmas was great. We had a great time with the family. We were looking at a couple nice, you know, a, a, an old mentor of mine who had his house in Newport Beach. And we asked, I used to go do speeches with at this Newport Balboa Club. His house was on sale for $65 million. You could have probably gotten it for $35 million. We were looking at some opportunities there, okay? Then we looked at Greenwich. We looked at a couple. My wife grew up with horses. You know, the whole idea about kids being raised around horses. They're not intimidated by, you know, right. men. So it's good to be around horses. We wanted to get a place in Greenwich, okay? Then we looked at here. Then we looked at Tennessee. Then we looked at Florida, okay? There's no way in the world a creative innovator can go to a place in New York or California and constantly be bullied and stay there long term. You have to realize California has such a great platform to sell on, mm -hmm. but they suck when it comes down to taxes. New York has a beautiful platform to sell on. It's competitive, number one market in the world to compete in. But you're starting to realize, hey, all of this BS about how amazing New York and California are, it's coming at a price now. People are leaving. You know where they're going? Do you know where most people in New York are going? Florida. Florida. Yeah. No, no state, state taxes. Tax. Good weather. Come on down. Yeah. I mean, you go to New York, half the people from Florida. Half the you people gotta, in Florida yeah. from New York. Yeah. So, Cuomo, if you and I are talking, I asked you a question earlier. There's a game going on right now, Ray, that we're playing, you and I. Okay? Mm -hmm. I asked you earlier. I said, if you had to vote between a Trump or right. Biden, who would just say, I really don't know. Right. Then I said, if you had Cuomo, then you said you'd go Cuomo, right? Then I asked, if you had the choice between a lifelong politician and a businessman, you said, well, you know, I don't know, but let's just say, okay, finally businessman, right? If Cuomo were to run America like he runs New York, unfortunately, people will not leave New York, they will leave America. It'd be, it, if well, it goes it'd the be way tough. this is going. Yeah. So, what what do we do with what what okay, is the so, responsibility? But is he running is he running New York like this because it's New York? Or is it because of you know let's just say if he was somewhere else, if he was Florida, uh, do you think philosophies he'd be the same? chase you no you matter think? where you go? Your philosophies will follow you no matter where an you go. An abusive husband if, is going to be an abusive husband. I, I mean, if you're, I if you're a, a Christian, if you're a Christian in uh, uh, Britain, when you leave Britain, if you uh, Christian come to U.S., you're a Christian. If you go to Iran, you're a Christian. I, I get that. So your philosophies follow you. I get that, but in but in business, those it's a different mindset. Like if you're, I'm a Christian wherever I go, but as a businessman, don't you adapt and adjust? 
to where you are. No way. Your philosophies, you you, you, your you, philosophies. Is Trump going to be different if he's in Kansas? Is Trump? You th- you really think Trump's going to his style of business is going to be more in Kansas? Well, John, I'm so sorry. I don't. We're going to push build you too a wall hard. around I Kansas. I know I'm pushing you and cornering you. But, but but Trump was built in New York business so as well. So that's part of almost. But, but I'm Cuomo. just saying that's part. Of, but I'm saying. I guess what I'm trying to say with both of those guys in actuality, would they be different or would they adjust according to where they are? I think I think they would. I think you know what do from you mean a business standpoint. I don't know what I'm saying, saying with that because what they went through New York their whole lives of business, right? So that's where their philosophy was 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 raised, and that's where you got your philosophy yeah, from I, about where you were. Would you not have adjusted if you weren't in New York? His philosophies are very close to his father's philosophy, Mario, who was the governor of New York, who people were begging him to run for president, and he said he doesn't want to do it. And Chris Cuomo is begging Andrew to want to run for office, and he's saying Mm -hmm. he's not going to do it. And Andrew is more like his father than Chris is like his father. Nothing against anybody. Chris used to spend more time. And by the way, here's the crazy. You want to know the craziest thing? Here's the craziest thing. When they're together, Chris and Andrew, I love seeing these guys together mm-hmm. because all I think about is I think about if one day my sons have a relationship like these two have, I will no, love them love when that. I'm no longer yeah. here. So this doesn't yeah. come as a shot to them as a family. They build a legacy as a family. All I'm talking about is instead of bashing billionaires, when Amazon was getting ready to bring 25,000 jobs to New York at an average salary of $150,000 and AOC goes out there and says, they're going to abuse everybody. Can you, you know what her argument was? Do you know what mm-hmm. AOC's argument mm-hmm. was? AOC's argument was if Amazon brings 25,000 jobs in New York for average salary of $150,000, you know what she said? She said they're going to increase the rent. <laughs> what do you mean they're going to increase the rent? A lot of people's salary is going to go from 80 grand to possibly exactly. 150 grand. You want but, that competition. But the, you want I, that to come. the ideology of the politicians in New York is hurting the number one financial capital in the world. Because they're thinking politics first. They're thinking politics and taxing the rich. Yeah. Biden's going to meetings and just saying, just so you know, my my, my uh, campaign is taxing you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to raise taxes the moment you elect me. So right now, deals are taking place. You know how many people are trying to get all the deals taking place this year because they're worried that Biden's getting yeah, elected and taxes are going to change next year? Heck yeah. People heck. are frightened of it. And they're making moves, too, as you can see, to Texas. Here's data for you. Here's data for you. Here's data for you. When Iran was bullying Iranians, you know what what type of Iranians left Iran? You you know how people say, how many rich Persians have you met? Persians in Iran. You go to L.A. Most Persians are what? How do you guys have so much money? Why do Persians have money? Because the entrepreneurs (laughs) left Iran. The workers left Iran. I cannot live over here anymore. You cannot bully entrepreneurs who create jobs. You know what I love about what Stephen A. Smith said? Oh, my god! And that's the truth. Let me tell you what Stephen A. Smith said. We're going to transition to NFL after this as well. You can give some comments on Comey here in a minute, but I want to kind of combine these two together. I know you've been meaning to say something. No, just but, just one but, thing. But, but I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come to you. Okay, you guys went off on Trump for 45 minutes uh, prior to this, but, but let me say this <laughs> no, part keep, yeah, By the way, if you're enjoying this, put a thumbs up and share this content. We're getting to the last 45 minutes of this uh, uh, debate before we wrap up. Uh, but here, here's what Stephen A. said, man. A media company needs to recruit Stephen A. away from ESPN. Hmm. And they need to pay him a decent amount of money and go to Stephen A. and say the following. Stephen A., you know you're done with sports. You're deeper than sports. Right. You are done with sports. All of these guys are sports guys. You're not a sports guy. You're a revolutionary guy. Stephen A. needs to leave sports. Stop talking about sports. A hundred years from now, ain't nobody going to remember Stephen A. Smith. 
Right. Because he's talking sports. Stephen A. has strong philosophies that his mother taught him that gets him to be able to reason. If you sit down with Stephen A. And Stephen A. talks about one time he was growing up, and uh, when he was growing up, he got a ticket, and he did something stupid, and I don't know what it was. He tells a story on one of the interviews with me when we were together in ESPN, and he says, you know, I came home and I told my mom, Mom, it was because I'm black and it was because of this and da 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 And mom says, what could you have done differently? Yes. How can you defend them? What are you doing? Da, da, da. And she says, well, I don't want to hear the fact that you were black. What could you have done differently? I'm sitting there saying, wow, what a freaking value. And he says, today, Max Kellerman and him went at it for, you know, the whole Odell Beckham Jr. And Max said, I want NFL to be back because I'm a fan. But the right thing to do is to shut down the season, okay? And then Stephen A. says, no, I don't want the NFL to come back because I'm a fan. I want NFL to come back because thousands of people are relying on a job exactly. that get paid because of the NFL. Exactly. Not even the athletes. These are regular people who have jobs. Exactly. That's why I want the NFL to come back. And guess what? I don't have a problem if the owners make money. I don't have a problem if the NFL makes money because if the owners and the NFL makes money, guess what makes money? All the, the employees. Pe- and that was New York economics. doesn't understand yeah, this. And, and that was the one thing that New I was York saying doesn't about understand the, the this. Guys. California doesn't understand this. Exactly. How do you I not agree. understand this? I I agree. It's it's, I agree. it's it's insane, and you want us to go, you want us to just sit there and say, oh yeah, no problem. Rich people are bad. Rich people are bad. Rich people are bad. Rich. We all grew up d- dreaming about what? What was some of the kids' main conversation? What would you do if you were a millionaire? We all asked each other this question when exactly. we were broke. I asked this question all the damn time because I hated being and broke. And mega millionaires Dude, or billionaires have made so many millionaires so that I how mean, old you have you, to think about it. How old that. were you, Ray, when you sat with your friends and you said, "Dude, what are you gonna do, Ray, when you go into the NFL and get your first million dollar contract? What are you gonna do? How old were you when you had that conversation?" I'll be honest, I didn't have that conversation, but I did have conversations of running my own business. Did you have conversations of one day being rich? Did no doubt. Have, yeah, no doubt. That's the dream. No doubt. And were you, no were doubt. you raised IBM in a rich is, family? IBM is what I was really looking at. I was like, one day, I want to work for IBM so that I can own a part of my own IBM. Were you raised in a rich family? No. Were you raised in, in a in a bad part, not safe, where, you know. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I was raised in a broken family, mom and dad, you know, welfare kid. I'm the welfare guy that went around in a shopping cart collecting cans. We all dreamt about being rich. So yeah. now we're bashing people who want to be rich. I don't know if it's a good idea, man. And education That's definitely not a good idea. That's not a good idea. So, Josh, I'm going to turn it over to you because I know you got some things to say about Cuomo and no, all these just, things we're talking about. Just one. Here's why Cuomo would never win as president. Ever, ever, ever. Not one guy in Texas, in the Midwest, not one guy that loves and respects himself is going to vote for Governor Cuomo because of one issue. Want to know what it is? What's that? He has nipple rings. <laughs> he has the biggest <laughs> nipple Actually, rings. he would get my vote now. <laughs> That's what I was about to the say. The fact that he oh, has no, the he guts has nipple, to get he nipple rings. He had the guts to get nipple rings. Because believe me. America likes to make history. <laughs> hey, um, the campaign would be this. You know, the campaign see, would the be. But see, I mean, back hey, to that, to be real. The, pull up a picture real, of When Cuomo's you talk about rings. that, though, for real, as far as business to business, the only reason why I feel more people will vote for Cuomo now is because they feel he would be more of an honest businessman than Trump. I think most people want a businessman. He lied, though. No, Cuomo lied and said he doesn't have nipple rings. He he, He said he he doesn't have nipple rings. He lied once. (laughs) Look, tell me this man. Pull it up nice and big, Kai, right down here. Okay, the man has nipple bars going through. The man lied and said. That's a bad lie. I don't have any nipple rings. You can see right here. 
Yeah, there's, that, there's something really there. That's a bad lie. But, 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 uh, bro, people got a lot of weird rings in different places. Yeah, yeah, if you I'm think that's a big say, deal, if, you ain't seen a lot of people. That would stop <laughs> private. Look, <laughs> hey, Matt. Yes or no, Matt? We got Matt Sabala in the house here. The one and only. <laughs> there's a bunch of rings. Now, going the on. one thing Matt and I have in common is Matt and I. We, uh, the one thing Matt and I have in common is we both. Married the first woman we kissed. It's the one thing we both have in common. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's hey. uh, scientific. Scientifically proven. Hey, Pat, there, there is a question. Shout out to Sheena. There is a question that is coming in from the audience, and it's for Ray. Uh huh. Are you ready for this question, Ray? I'm not sure, but let's go. Look, if, hey, look, I'm just as fearful, <laughs> fearless as Trump. Let's if, get it. <laughs> if Patrick bet David were a tight end. Would you lock him down? Without a doubt. Oh! <laughs> you haven't seen my moves. A you doubt. haven't seen my moves. And guess what? It doesn't matter. Ray. I, I've never met a tight end that oh. could beat me. Tony Gonzalez, oh. Shannon Sharp. Show him my highlights. Him. Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp. Show him my Sharp. highlights. Look, I locked it them out. all down. Me and Ella Suazo. <laughs> hey. Show him my highlights hey, at the Cowboys look, Stadium. Look, unless, oh unless he became a Hall of Fame tight end overnight, I'll lock him down. All right. Wow. <laughs> well, maybe we got to do that. Maybe and look, guys, Ray Crockett, the number two, to me, the number two Denver Bronco to ever live. Number two greatest Denver Bronco to ever live. Behind who? Tim Tebow. Let's be honest. It's Tim Tebow, the greatest Denver look, Bronco. Well, I don't want to be on your list. <laughs> You just ruined it. You just ruined it for the world. I don't want to be on your list. The magic man. So you got nothing else to say Cuomo. So we're skipping that one. All right. So that's the part of Cuomo. So let let me just ask you this to close it out. In your opinion, and and I know how you feel about, do you think Trump or Cuomo is the better businessman? Which one would you say? Honest. From an honest standpoint. Better businessman? Yeah. From an honest standpoint. Because both of them are businessmen. No question about it. Trump. Trump. It's not okay. even close. Uh, from an honest standpoint, though. No, I just from think from honest, a business I said standpoint. honest. No, I'll give you the other part, though. But, <laughs> but, but, let, me, okay. but let, me tell you what okay. I, let me tell you Let me tell you what I love about Cuomo. I will tell you this, what I love about Cuomo. You have to realize that I have, uh, 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 I like Cuomo. This is what most people don't realize. I've right. tweeted out saying I would love to see a Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo uh, show together. I'd right. love to see these guys together. They, they are hilarious if you ever watch these guys. Great relationship. I, and, I, and I went and watched the documentary of his father, and I fell in love with the way that family was built, the challenge and the pushing, the competition. It's a very beautiful story, the, the Cuomo family. And Cuomo, to me, is uh, very good on camera. I think right. the way Cuomo answers questions, I like his style of answering questions. I'm really a big fan of the way he answers questions. But there's a big difference between... He's become how such a politician. How you that and how you run a state. Right. He's you become can, such a politician you can, that he's... Listen, let me put it to you this way. So so think about it this way. Think about it this way. Teams, right? You, you look at a lot of different teams and you see what happens with certain teams. If you continuously... We get letters at the home office all the time. Mm-hmm. Complaints about people. And, you know, if, we're, if they're one-offs, we just say, oh, you know, everybody complains about somebody. Oh, people I that's wish running I had, a team. I wish I had a, yeah, I wish I had okay. a different broker. I would have... Well, I, I, okay, no problem. But if we get the same message from different people that are not in the same office over and mm-hmm. over and over and over again, then the problem's with the leader. The right. problem's not with the business. Exactly. The problem's not with the individual. The problem's with the leader. Okay. The common denominator. Go to a sports team and a coach that players haven't liked to play for. Okay? Yeah. What, what coaches have players left 
that have or organizations. Do you know any organizations people didn't want to play for? Oh yeah, many of them. Yeah. Do you remember there was a time where Clippers were about to have a massive exodus unless no if Sterling sells and he sold for two point two billion to Balmer? Mm-hmm. How many organizations have you seen where they've said, "Dude, I'm not going to play for this owner." Yeah. You know that yeah. behind closed doors. Was there ever a team that you said, "I'd never play for that team"? Yes. Can you say publicly what team it was? <laughs> it's been years. It's been years. Bengals. Bengals. You'll never play for the Bengals. Okay. Never. By the way, who is it today that the NFL behind closed doors that say, I don't know if I want to play for that team or that owner? Is there any team today? Today? Uh, well, it was the Browns for a minute, but now, you know, the Browns are coming back. But not not, not, today. not many teams okay. today. So, so owners are different. So owners are different. Who are? Who they compete are, better. So who are a governor's players? Who are a governor's players? Your job creators. Your job creators. When you lose three hundred and thirty-six yes. billion dollars, your then, job creators, yes. you may be having a problem. And that's because you become more of a polit- politician it, than you think about business, right? It, Is it, that in your opinion? It's it's demonizing rich people, man. You know what? I'd love for poli- I'd love for politician to come up with this campaign, and say the following. You know, a person says, uh, you know. Uh, 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 these rich people, we're for you. We're for the poor people, right? right? You know, sometimes the Democrat campaign right. is what. So I asked my mom years ago, I said, Mom, what are we, Democrats or Republicans? And my mom said, we're Democrats. I said, why? She says, because Democrats are for the rich. Republicans, uh, Democrats are for the poor. Republicans are for the rich. You know right. what I told my mom? Mm-hmm. I want to be Republican. Right, because you want to be rich. I want to be rich. That's right. what I want to be. Okay, so here's the point. When's the last time you saw a campaign, somebody running and saying this? Look, my goal is that if you elect me in the next eight years, if I have two terms with you, I want to be able to say we created more millionaires than any other time in an eight-year period. Mm-hmm. By the time I'm done, I want to help you become financially free. I want to help you become a millionaire. I want to help your dreams become a reality. I want to help you live in that house that you want to live in. I want. When's the last time we see that? We don't right. see that. That well, campaign that's today. That campaign today is. Oh, all he cares about is rich people. All he wants to do. I didn't say that. I said I want to get people off a of minimum wage into making real money. I want to get people off of being paycheck to paycheck to making real money. This message is, you rich people, you already have so much money, you should be wanting to pay more taxes. Oh, you know what, Kuma, the great thing about freedom of choice is we're moving to Florida. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing with politicians that I never liked. And, and this was when I was young, young enough to start to once I went to Baylor and, you know, at, at Baylor University, there's a lot of rich people, a lot of politicians and all that. The thing that I never liked was that Politicians run campaign off of where they get votes. And that's basically what you're just saying. I mean, Como may not believe <laughs> about the rich people what he's saying, but he's running off of where you there's more poor people than rich people. There's more people who can see where they are and not have fate of where they can go. So I'm not gonna run my campaign off of fate. I'm gonna run my campaign off of where you are. So that's therefore, that's that's a sad. It's a sad situation, so, but it's true. No, no, no. So, 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 look. This is uh, that would be the worst marketing advice that you could give anybody when you're marketing a product. And again, a presidency is a product. You have to give people what's called a future-based proposition, which is actually what Trump did. Okay, this is the. the uh, if you want to know why I think Trump won over over Hillary, it it comes down to this. What was their two slogans? Hers was, I'm with her. It was a it was a centric Hillary-based proposition. I'm with her. All right. Trump's was what? Make America great what? Again. He gave them a future-based pro- uh, uh, proposition. 
He was the better marketer. But so here's you, the problem with that. When you don't do it, then you have this problem okay, that but we look, have now. Look, every single infomercial starts with, here's, you know, are you tired of clogged drains? Do you ever do this or do this? And they show the mo you know, right. people fumbling around. Or have you ever dropped a bowl? Okay. And so they start there, and then they give you a future-based proposition. This is what Trump did, and this is yeah. what I feel he's delivering on. That's a whole other uh, uh, conversation. But you can't run a campaign from let me talk to you where you're at now. You always have to say let me show you where we're going to go. That's how you get people to buy it. But no, I mean, I, I didn't say you talk to him about where you're at now, but I'm saying most people look at the how do Fair they enough. get votes. Fair enough. How do they I, get votes? I, you know I, I agree with you, but I – I, I dislike it. That's the best. No, I dislike yeah, it as well, but I'm saying that's a politician. Yeah. So let's talk about the NFL. Do let's talk about way. the NFL. Should there be a season this year? No, you've been in the NFL for a long time. You're hearing Odell Beckham Jr. coming out and say, well, the owners are really treating us like this, and they're, they're feeling like they have an edge over us. And Stephen A is coming out and saying, listen, either take the check or don't, and don't play. You have the choice. You don't have to play. Many players are coming out and saying, I'm just not going to play, and I'm not going to get a paycheck. And I commend those players. Yeah, so what are your thoughts? Should there be a season this year? And is it possible to do it like the bubble? that the NBA is doing, or it's impossible for the NFL to do it? I think it's going to be close to impossible because the NFL is different, especially if you're trying to do the bubble. I mean, the New Orleans Saints are, are trying the bubble way. They're the only team right now that are putting their players in a hotel and trying, quote, unquote, the bubble way. Most other teams, you, you go, you get tested. You, you might get tested every day or whatever. Now, the problem with that is you get to go home to your families and, and – back into society or whatever. Now, when you come back, yes, you do get tested, but here's the problem with that. As far as I know, there's not a test that's going to show you right away. You're not That test is not going to show up in your reporter until 24 hours. So basically, you have 24 hours to infect anybody else, which we all know that can happen. You know, you can be infected in 24 hours. So in, in my mindset, that's what makes it difficult. And it's such a physical sport. You know, un, unlike, that's uh, like the dumbest thing I heard from the NFL, and, and you know, I've, I've part of it, been a player rep, was to hear them say, we're going to play a game, and afterwards we're social distancing. What? What? I, I, I just spit on this guy, hit on this guy, sweated on this guy, and then afterwards I can't sign a jersey with him. What? <laughs> what does it matter yeah. at that point? I mean, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the idiocy when you start to say, okay, that doesn't make sense. And, and that's kind of where we are with, with the NFL. It's going to be so difficult. It's a physical sport. It's a physical sport. You can't get around that. So, so is the better choice to just shut the it down and just say, is, let's wait till next year? The better choice is to get a better understanding and shut it down until we understand that's it. That's tough. Because, and it's yeah. tough. And, and, I, and I agree. Now, what, you made a point earlier. Stephen A., yeah. And, and it was the point that I, that I thought, even with, with Trump and, and with some of these other people who said, we're boycotting the NFL. I thought this the whole time. I'm like, who does that hurt? If you boycott the NFL, it's not going to hurt the players. It's not going to hurt the – they're going to play. They're going to get paid. What is going to hurt is going to hurt the other people. Yeah. It's going to hate the people who come to work every day. You can say you can boycott the NFL all day. Do you think we give a shit? Seriously? Do you think I care if Josh well, is in the stands? No. Because when, somebody's going to take Josh's place. You, you, you boycotting and whoever else boycott is not going to take away from the 60,000 people that's going to – there's going to be 60,000 people that's going to show up. Yeah. But so we're still going to get paid, and they're going to get paid. And the TV deals are still going to happen. 
when ratings go down, paychecks go down, period. I mean, that's that's now are, are people still going to show up? Yes. But do I believe that boycotts work? Uh, so 100%. so so do you honestly think the ratings are going to really go down? Seriously? No. So <laughs> I mean, oh, okay, seriously. okay. Do I think it hurts the bottom line? Yes, but that that that's that's not even my. Let me let me just show but you. But that's not the point that we. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. I'll let you uh, here, here's here's here, here is my question: Are there even fans in the stands if they do play? No, it can't be okay. right now. I mean, because it's it's one thing that has been proven, and and with with Tulsa and all the other, you know, even with the the protesting and all that as well. Everything has spiked since all those mass, mass unions, things have spiked. So I don't think fans would take the chance, you know what I'm saying, to even go out. Even if you allow them all. Oh, I think there, you're there wrong. May be, but... There may be, now, now I'm going to say there will be some that would take, but I think there will be spikes. And so therefore, I don't, I don't think you take that risk. Right now, okay, so, I'm hearing ten to fifteen thousand at some stadiums would be the most. There's already been they've given. I mean, I have multiple, multiple, multiple friends that have already got the letter saying that their season tickets will go to the next year. So I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, so let me let me let me ask you this because it's not often we have a player sitting in your chair. So how would you like? How do you think it's going to affect performance of players? To play in an empty stadium. <laughs> Big time. Because it just gets your juices Big, flowing. Here's, you know? here's the thing. As a we, – we are known growing up, you know, you, you hear this all the time, you know, are you hurt or <laughs> are you injured? You know, stuff like – so it's that barbarian thing. You know, it's, it's that old school barbarian. You run through wall. You I run through a wall for my coach and stuff like – you can't do that without somebody watching. <laughs> right, your endorphins. It, it, that's what it's all about. Is is what gets your endorphins up yeah. to hit the way you hit. So, and believe me, here's the reason why they're called scrimmages because there are no fans. Right, <laughs> scrimmages and games. There's only two. The, the only two differences is this: at scrimmages, really not fan. Games, fans. So the reason why scrimmages never look like a game. Because you have no one it's to not, show off for. Well, uh, let me, let me ask you this. Energy. Are you going to place? Did you have a sequence of questions you're asking or no? You're just having a dialogue because I, I had a question for you. Sure. Go ahead. Is, is which of the sports do you think it can work with? Because MLB, they're saying they're going to shut it down. And Rob Manfred, in my opinion, is the worst basketball. commissioner of all these sports. So you think out of all the sports, the only one that it can work is basketball? I, I think so because if you look at it, the interaction is different in basketball and Basketball actually sometimes, and I don't know if you guys played basketball before, but me being a basketball player and, and watching in smaller arenas, sometimes it looks better than in bigger arenas because you know what? Guys, it, for whatever reason, I don't know why as a basketball player, when it's smaller, your game gets better. You but think so? I, I honestly wow. believe that because I've seen – I've really seen basketball players Interesting. that in a in, if you go up to the YMCA yeah. or you go up to Lifetime Fitness, not to give them any pub or whatever, but you go, I've seen guys shoot the lights out the basketball and then get in a big ring and can't hit a damn shot. I'm like, dude, what, what was you was 12 for 12? But in the smaller arenas, mentally you're not thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Distractions and all that, you just let it go. Like you've seen guys shoot the light out of the basketball lately. 
in these smaller arenas yeah, I mean, with no score, fans. The scores are higher. The scores are higher. Much higher. Yeah, much higher. Yeah. And, and you seeing, I mean, you seeing guys just shoot the line. Those same guys, you like, where was that at yeah. last year? Well, that says a lot about pressure then because the fans exactly. are screaming at you and And that's what saying, it is, less pressure. You suck. Yes, you know, so, less okay, pressure. So it. when you out there with, I mean, just think about this. It's no difference than, I used to tell people all the time this. I used to say, you used to say that, hey, so-and-so sucks. Like they would say, that guy sucks. And I'm like, dude, let me tell you, if that guy made it to the NFL, he doesn't suck. Because at the end of the day, wherever he was, he played under extreme pressure He's to get here. If you flipping burgers and you got somebody behind you saying, man, that cheese needs to be right there, you'd be done, <laughs> drop the burger. <laughs> you know, so it's the same thing. It's that mindset. Interesting. So I, I, I actually had uh, second row seats for uh, a couple of years for the Phoenix Suns. And so, of course, you know, you're right there on the floor. Right. And I would never really give the players a hard time. Right. But, dude, the refs, in fact, I would make so many players laugh because every, like, dude, I would come with a script of stuff and I would tell the, like, bro, my favorite one, and uh, the LA Clippers, DeAndre. Hopkins? I mean, uh, not Hopkins, uh, DeAndre. Uh, the uh, Clippers? From A&M. Uh, Jordan. 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 From DeAndre yeah. Jordan, Jordan. From A&M, yeah. He flipping almost Hop. peed his pants once because I looked at the ref and I said, I said, hey, ref, are you pregnant? You missed three periods already. And, dude, <laughs> it was like – but I I didn't sit there and, ha- and hassle the players. It was about hassling the refs for me. But Gosh. I think that the crowd brings a certain energy that – especially in football games, okay? Now, obviously, I grew up a 49er fan, okay? Right. So we didn't like you as much. Yeah. All right? Yeah. But I remember – well, actually, you would have played opposite him, Merton Hanks. Yeah, there was that's something. My guy. Yeah, there was something about Merton Hanks. The crowd would Long get him going, neck. and his neck would just start going. <laughs> and bro, the, like the crowd, the sixty thousand yeah. people going, like it brings something to the game. To me, watching, like, actually, to your point, people don't show up to watch you guys practice. Very, very small no, crowds. No, okay, small crowds. People Unless show up. Unless you're super team, like you know the Broncos were, you know, when I played. But okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> people show up to games because of the atmosphere the experience yes, yes. and it comes across on television I and think believe me it, it brings it out of, of, a, of a player whereas there's a lot of negative that comes out of fans at basketball i mean look at look at the when the indiana indiana players went in the stands yep. and all you never see that hardly in a football game you know yeah. what I'm saying? You never because but it's a, a lot more separation between and, the crowd and, 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 the, and it's a different cheer. It's a different that feel. cost. That cost Metal World Peace six point yeah. seven million. Oh yeah, I mean and Stephen even, Jackson three point eight. And even look at look at uh, uh, Westbrook. Westbrook is always in it with fans. He don't have that worry right now. So he's out there just, you know, he ain't worried about the fans. He's got to worry about Lillard right now. That's his worry. <laughs> okay, so sounds good. All right, so we'll see what's going to happen there. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I know I saw LeBron yesterday after the interview. The reporter asked him, so uh, uh, what do you think about the fact that Trump said that the, you guys are kneeling, he's not going to watch, and he starts laughing. He says, you're funny. You want to you want to make me laugh today, don't you? And then he said something like, listen, I, I'm and sure. And you pull the, that up, Kai? I'm sure the basketball community is not going to miss his viewership. Right. And then he says, but I'm not going to say anything else. And then he went out, tried to kind of give a little bit more of a diplomatic answer because his position changed to, to hear what he says. But uh, hold on, Pat, let me tell you the thing that disturbed me the most about it. He can say what he wants about Trump. I don't give a flying flip. I want to show you here if he's got it up. There was one thing that really disturbed me and get ready to hit the pause button. Okay. 
Oh man, we need the uh, front the front angle. Okay. Le- have you seen his hair? LeBron's hairline. Yeah, I have. Bro, the hairline during this interview, and you really only see it from the front angle, was like, bro, what are you, like? How do you show up even looking like this? Just shave your head, go completely bald, or do something. But when he puts his head down, it's a horseshoe right here, yeah. man. It's now, well, now wait a minute. Now I, I can't see it. I mean, yes, LeBron should definitely. <laughs> Get his hair cut. I mean, I would give you that. I've said that years and years ago. But wait a minute. Your guy, come on now, that flying thing that Trump has, he should just take that off as well. Oh, dude. (laughs) I mean, he's eaten it a couple of times, and you're talking about a hairline. (laughs) I 100%. I would pay. I think we should start a fundraiser. I mean, that doodle sitting on his head. (laughs) Bro, if, if you let it all go down to one side, I mean, it. that's that's a... Nobody. I'll defend his policies. I will not defend <laughs> yeah, his when, hairstyle. Whenever, whenever you have a squirrel on your head and it's moving, you just. Uh, lost I don't it. think that's a. You're going to hear about it on Twitter <laughs> later on today. You guys cannot <laughs> talk about the guy's hair. But uh, let's go do some business right now because I mean I I think uh, we all know where LeBron stands with that. So digital- wait, wait. Before we leave the NFL, yeah. can I just commend those players though that that because you know I, I've grown up and and the whole time you're in the NFL. On a serious note, all you hear is you know. They only think about the money. They're so greedy, this, that, and the other. And those players that are thinking about their families and whatever, everybody has a reason to have to do what you have to do. I I commend the players that are opting out because they're missing millions and millions of dollars, but they're actually putting their families first. And and that, I guarantee you, a lot of fans would not have expected to see. Yeah. So I I commend those guys. I agree. Hats off to them. Let's talk about what is going on with – with uh, New York Times. Okay, so I think, Josh, this is a part where you may want to kind of give us a little bit of feedback on what's going on. New York Times tops Q2 estimates as digital revenue exceeds print for the first time ever. Newspaper Group said it has net profits of $23.7 million, or $0.14 cents a share in the quarter, down from $25.2 million in the year earlier. Adjusted per share earnings come to $0.18, cents Ahead of three cents, revenues fell seven and a half percent to 403.8 million from 436 million, but beat the 390 million fact consensus. So when you when you're seeing the fact that these guys in New York Times added 493 net new subscribers to its core new product in the quarter, and 176,000 additions to the digital products for the new net digital additions of 669,000 at the end of the quarter, it had 5.7 million digital only subscribers. And 6.5 million total subscribers said the CEO. What do you think? What, what, what do you think this says about where the direction we're going with digital media? You know what? It's not just digital media; it's journalism in a whole. Because this says a lot more than like it's funny, Pat. Because these stories are tucked away in little places that people never read, and they just like, oh, okay, that's that's fine. But they don't actually hear the underlying implications of what's being said here. Okay, here's my takeaway now. How many people get the New York Times just to belong to, you know, it's kind of like the members-only jacket, all right? You get it just to have it lay in there because when people come in your office, you want to look smart. A long time ago, digital media was already, (laughs) like, it was already number one. But let me tell you why I think that there's actually a danger here. And you don't hear a lot of people talking about this. So now, when it comes to news, and boy, do we have some cold news coming out for you guys in the next couple of months. All right, but when it comes to news, a couple of months. No, well, I'm I'm trying not to, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, I get it. I'm <laughs> trying not to say anything yet. Um, but when it when it comes to news, there is a huge issue. 
because now everything's about speed to market, right? New mm -hmm. York Times, Breitbart, everyone's competing for clicks. What's the one thing that I teach when it comes to, vi to virality? Everything's about speed to market. Here's the problem. When you're talking about digital media, everybody wants to be the first story. I'm going to pull a pat. What's the problem when you're rushing a story? You could get it wrong. You could yeah. get Content. it wrong. All right. Yeah. So the beautiful thing about print media was, is it may be tomorrow's headline, but if it happened at 10 a.m., okay, and you're looking to tomorrow's print, you're like, okay, this goes to print at midnight. We need to get all of the facts right. to the story and get mm -hmm. it in the article before midnight. Mm -hmm. It gave you a window there that you could fact check a lot of stuff before it actually went out into print. Right. All right. So now reporters had a, had a deadline that they had to meet, but it wasn't a 15 minute deadline or a 10 minute deadline. It was now a 12, 13 hour uh, uh, window. And you can make a lot of headway on a story and get it right. Now, Everybody knows I have to be the first to market. So what ends up happening is you have a lot of unfortunate situations where you end up getting a lot of fake news, all right, mm. or or news. Or just false news. It's not necessarily yeah. fake news. It's just, false news. Just like you said, they just they just rushed it and effed it up. Yeah. Not necessarily it's fake. It's just false. So I think it's changing the entire, the entire industry. Uh, and obviously everyone knew that it was going digital, but I guess my big question is now – is what sort of responsibility do we have in the age of digital news to make sure to get it right? And, and, and the scary part about that is this, as, as long as we continually, and I say we as a whole, I'm talking about people in general, as long as there's no, no real consequences and repercussions of getting it wrong, <laughs> you're gonna get the okay. same thing. So, so if you were to Google my name, don't, all right? But if you were to Google my name, do you know how many articles that I could go back and sue the snot out of these these guys for getting stuff wrong for saying stuff like I have had articles where they have said Josh in uh, Josh uh, tells people to go murder abortion doctors. That's right. the headline to the article. Right. I never even came close to saying that. Not even anywhere close. But what did you or, just say earlier? Or you could sue them, but you don't. What, 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 here's here is why. Okay. Who has more money, the New York Times or me? The New York Times. And exactly. if they win, or <laughs> even if I win, even if I win, guess, guess what happens? All they have to do is print a little correction on the backside of a exactly. website that nobody ever sees. Once again, the ever. consequences and the repercussions are not big enough, so you're going to continue to get but false I, information. I have to live with the consequences of their faulty uh, reporting. Right. Okay. Uh, or them saying Josh says that uh, people should fight Black Lives Matters with guns. What? What? Like so? Why would you say that though? Why would you say <laughs> such a thing? <laughs> so this is the problem with digital news: is everybody wants a sensational headline, they want it fast, and they just don't get stuff right. And I think that there's going to have to be a big conversation that we have as Americans. And uh, I don't know, Pat. I don't know about you, but I think that. Someone needs a new news site that just gives fact-based But you stuff. have to understand as well with the newspapers through. as well, I mean, with what we're going through right now, newspapers are normally, I guess, goes hand-in-hand hand with, with activeness. You know, when you're locked down, not many people, are, you buy newspapers when you're walking out, you just snatch it up or you're at the store and you say, well, that's, that's a problem right now. I'm not going to go out and die to get a newspaper. 
I I take the false news right now. I look, take look, the false look, information. Hey, can can uh, I make a little bit of an inflammatory statement? All right. I do not think if we had journalistic integrity and if we did not have people that were looking for flamboyancy and clicks and headlines and stuff, right. I do not think that we would have had the George Floyd riots. I don't think we would have had the Michael Brown riots. I don't think Ferguson would have happened. I think that if we want to be honest, a lot of the problems in America come back to the media, the greedy media wanting to make money and make headlines, and they end up giving this flamboyant, false narrative. No doubt. You know, so no doubt. So I think that everybody is is leaning toward what they want out there instead of the truth. Okay, there you have it. Okay, next topic here before we wrap up. We got 12 minutes left. Disney, uh, we got Disney or we got Sonos. Which story do you want to hit? Sonos is kind of interesting with Bezos. Here's what happened with Sonos CEO. Sonos CEO comes out. If you don't know what Sonos is, you want to put up the Sonos. I, I bought a couple of these. These, uh, these actually work pretty effective. I think we have it at the office as well. Do we have a few Sonos here? We have it at the gym. We have it all over the place. These Sonos speakers work very well. You, you can set them up anywhere and they'll play and the sound is great. And the CEO came out calling out Jeff Bezos and Amazon, saying Amazon selling smart speakers below cost is illegal. I got this article this morning from Steve Avetian, and it says, in the wake of his challenge to Google, Sonos has finally gone after the market leader Amazon, albeit indirectly, in claiming that the online giant sells its smart speakers below cost illegally, meaning they sell it to Amazon for $400, Amazon sells it to customers at $380. That's what they're saying that's illegal. When asked by the representative whether Amazon priced its Echo speakers below cost, Bezos admitted that they did. Not its list price, he said, but it's often on promotion. And sometimes when it's on promotion, it may be below cost, yes. The CEO Sono says that's predatory pricing. That's illegal. They just take money from their monopoly business. They just subsidize, subsidize, subsidize. And then he said, we were encouraged by the hearing last week. You got to stand up to bullies. Obviously, the whole hearing that took place with Bezos and the rest of the guys. What do you think about this? You're Amazon. You know, you got the product that Sonos is selling. You know, Sonos is sold to a wholesaler here for $400, let's just say. The guy sells it for $470. He makes a $70 profit margin. But Sonos sells the same exact product that wholesale to Amazon for $400. Amazon sells it on a promotion for $370. Right. Is that illegal? Is that abuse? Is that a form of monopoly? Who was right in this argument? I mean, just being honest, if you grow up in the hood and, and there's a lot of people out there that hear, hear me and know what I'm saying, there's one thing I hear first and foremost when I hear. I hear giant, right? So that means big. I don't care where you're from, giant means big. And growing up the way I grew up, first thing you learn, gambling or when you go out to a, you know, a place and you try, big bank take little bank. <laughs> And, and that's that's not illegal. That's just the way of the Big world. Big bank take Big little bank. Big bank take little bank. Go to Vegas. Are you going to break Vegas? You may do well, but if you try to break Vegas, what's going to happen? Eventually, you're going to lose. And that's that's basically what Amazon is doing. And I, I, as far as I know, I don't think that's illegal. I mean, now, is it forming a monopoly? Uh, yeah, but that's what Bezos, he's been doing this forever. I mean, he's Big Bank. Big bank take little bank. I say. I say that big bank take little bank until all of the little banks say, you know what? Screw the big bank. We're going to get together and we're going to find a way to take them out. All right. So how often does that happen? Well, here's what should happen. Okay. You should have all of the guys on Main Street, all of the small dudes 
get together with, I don't know, say the SBA, the Small Business Administration, mm -hmm. and say, look, we need to come together with a message and we all need to put a little bit of money behind it because we need to take down this giant. Because if I'm going to bet between Goliath and David, I'm going to... Watch Dave. the wordplay, Bet David, okay? <laughs> and this is the Bet David Bet podcast, David. all right? So, I love it. So what, what happens between David and Goliath is David gets smarter. He doesn't play Goliath's game. He doesn't go to him with a sword and a shield. What does he do? He says, I'm going to use a different kind of method, a different technology, mm -hmm. a different approach. And he says, I'm going to kill him from a distance. All right. So he gets his slingshot, knocks out the uh, giant. I think what happens here is that a bunch of the small businesses say, look, we're going to be playing a little bit of a different game. We're going to come together and we're going to get our messaging on point and we're going to come up with a Main Street message that makes Americans want to ditch Amazon and come back to us. So you got to find a different way to play the game. It's like when when Texas. So uh, I'm sure you've heard the the slogan don't mess with Texas, right? No doubt. Don't don't mess with Texas was actually a littering campaign. Yes. It was a campaign that they came up to said yes. we need to find a way to message to to Texans to stop throwing their beer cans out there. And they came up with what? Don't mess with Texas. And every Texan said, you're right. Don't mess with Texas. All right. And we live in the greatest. Just like that. Yes. We, but, but they got together and they created a campaign yes. that made Texans feel proud to be Texans. 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 Okay. So we need to find a way to do the same thing. Let me also point out one, one quick thing about Amazon. A lot of people give Amazon a bad name on the flip side of the coin. And they say, well, Amazon's a big company. You got to realize this, guys. Amazon's an eBay, okay? Now, they do have their own brands and, and have all this stuff. But most of what Amazon does... They sell somebody else's they stuff. They sell someone else's product. It's yeah. a collection of stores. So, you know, like... For everyone that's attacking Amazon, yes, Amazon's a huge corporation, but really what it is, it's a huge corporation that does the marketing, created a marketplace for a bunch of smaller corporations. But, but here's the problem with that is that the reason why smaller companies don't do that because most smaller companies don't have the wherewithal or the means to be able to withstand such a long period of time. Get together. So, I mean, I understand that you get together, but at the end of the day, even if you're getting together, you still have different levels of resources. So that small company who has a great product but doesn't have the resource to last a long time has to go to the big guy and say, here, I'll sell this product to you in bulk because I, I can't afford to keep selling one-offs. Here's a, here's a question that, that's not been asked yet. Here's the other question. First of all, the criticism Sonos gets is Sonos' products are built in China. They're manufactured in China. So here you are bitching, yet if the story comes out that your products are built in China, you're yeah. going to get an exodus on a whole different level. The right. second part of it is the fact that when they decided to leave China, and they still produce some of their products in China, but they're saying they're going to do it in America. The prices in January went up $50. Instead of like $5.99, now it's like $6.49. Or the other product was like $3.99, now it's $4.49. So they increased it by $50, which, by the way, this whole uh, uh, China tariff situation, a lot of the products you're buying today is going to go higher because it's going to be made in America. When yeah. it's made in America, it's a little bit it's, more expensive because you have to pay the minimum wage of seven twenty yeah, federal or whatever the minimum wage being in yeah. some of those states, which is 15 bucks, right? Okay. But here, in healthcare for most yeah, you all got, that stuff. That's right. Now, here's the other problem for Sonos. You're making comments like this. What do you do if Amazon says, we're sorry it's such an inconvenience? 
we're no longer going to sell your product because it's hurting you so much. It's so frustrating. Moving forward, don't worry about it. It seems like it's stressing you out. We're not going to sell Sonos anymore. Now what happens? They can do that. Yeah, and, and they, that's they what I said. That. And then that's where the problem comes. I don't have the wherewithal or the resources to stay in it. I'm going to go out of business. So it's kind of like OJ, look, OBJ what? bitching about the NFL, but you made a choice to go yeah. to work well, and take your check. Let me also point out, since we're on the subject of China, okay, is it's China. One, let, <laughs> let, let me issue a little challenge to LeBron James, all right? Mm-hmm. Let me issue a little challenge to LeBron James, all right? You're so tough to speak up against Trump. Why do you bend over and take it up the rear from Zhang Peng? Like, why in the world are you okay with There's the a community for that, though, that they like that kind of stuff. You're saying LeBron likes that. I are you see, saying LeBron is... So what, I, what are you trying to say? I want to see LeBron stand up to China and say, you know what? It's wrong. It's wrong you guys having sweatshops where you make my Nike sneakers that I sell for absorbent amounts of money and you're paying them piss poor. It's wrong that you're do, you have all these human rights violations. Let, let, let's see... Let's see LeBron, if he's so, like, full of all of these ethics and stuff and fight the man, stand up. Let's see him stand up to China because every time that China comes up, they all cower in the corner like little sissies because they're more worried about their pocketbook than they are about real human rights. Uh, I mean, like once again, I feel most people have agendas and it just depends on where your agenda lies i mean just just to say I mean, if you if you're making money like they're making money i mean it's no different in jordan jordan wouldn't get in politics why because republicans, republicans buy, buy sneakers sneakers as well so i mean I that's like been going on it. i like the way he does it the way jordan does is it he'll say i'm giving five million dollars to black charities and i'm giving five million dollars to the police department because when I was a player coming up, I felt very self w- safe with the amount of you know uh, hard right. work the police department. That are there bad ones out there? Yes, there is, but there was a lot of good that they did for me. I like his approach. And, I and like I, his and, approach, and, and that's why I say the same thing as far, as far as when it comes to that. As far as the police officers, I have brothers and, and family members that are police officers, and I know they're good, you know, good guy. So there's no way I can say one and then because you you know you're talking about the same person. So to me. But going back to the China situation, I, I said the same thing as far as the NBA in, in a whole, as a whole. Not just LeBron, the NBA. The NBA is getting that European money, and they're getting big, big dollars from China. So, yeah, everybody knew what that was about. Adam Silver very quickly realized, you know, we may want to kind of back up a little bit with this whole protecting China. Ex- exactly. And we're going to take a hit, and a lot of players came behind him, and then – you saw Steve Kerr kind of defending, well, we're about freedom of speech, and he realized maybe i got to change my content on what I'm saying about China. Pat, okay, well, valuetainers love Ray Crockett. Do they they are that. saying yes. in the comment section how much they love you. They said, yeah, you, you've done a great job sitting in the seat, and the truth is we didn't even get to some of the fun stuff that we're going to talk we about. Well, not. First of all, i got to tell you, but, but they do love Ray Crockett, but it's like we did, we ran a poll. Ninety-eight percent of the fans watching right now say there's no way in the world Ray could stop Pat on the football field. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a poll going on. My, hey, my hey, ninety-eight percent of those guys sell insurance. Oh, 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 oh come on, give it to me right there. Wow, bro. And I'm about wow. to be ninety-nine percent. Oh my word, that was great. We're uh, 
We're gonna see what's gonna happen there when we believe get on the me, Pat. So once maybe, I get, maybe, I finish getting my license, I'll let you score a couple of may, times. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we ought to get on the field and and uh, man, I show Ooh. you a couple Middle Eastern tight end moves. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, you've never seen it in the football before. <laughs> but uh, anyways, hey gang, a couple things as we're wrapping this up. Press that, press that subscribe button and turn on the notification right next to it, so you get alerted. Many of you guys got the text this morning, but as we're building up this channel, uh, be sure to put a sub and a alert and afterwards let us know what you like most about today's podcast i believe the next one's going to be next wednesday morning same time we will not be back next tuesday but we will be back next wednesday and we'll let you know who'll be the guest it'll be a surprise for you press we'll that we won't ray crockett button <laughs> 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 have a great one everybody take care bye 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 bye